was a time when energy was a dirty word, when turning on your lights was a hard choice. Cities in brownout, food shortages, cars burning fuel to run. But that was the past. Where are we now? How did we make the world so much better? Make deserts bloom. Right now, we're the largest producer of fusion energy in the world. The energy of the sun, trapped in rock, harvested by machine from the far side of the moon. Today, we deliver enough clean-burning helium-3 to supply the energy needs of nearly 70% of the planet. Who thought all the energy we ever needed right above our heads? Looking at me that way Cause we're North Americans 
it's all shy, it'll make it okay, it makes it go away. Oh, I don't know, I don't know, oh, where to begin, when we're North American, but in the end, make the same mistakes all over again. What is? That's us, North American scum. All right, eight six six round zero fez. Eight six six round zero fez. I don't think we've uh, picked that lucky caller lately. It is the round of fez show. Bennington, Watley, Tanley, Donald. It's all happening. Fez Watley, big night last night as he told us he was going to go watch the tree go off at Rockefeller Center. I looked in the crowd for you, Fez, when I was watching on TV. Right. Missed you. Yeah, I didn't see the tree lighting last night, wow. Ronnie. Shocker. Missed it by 55 minutes, about. Um, had the fam in town, the parents. Now, fam, is that different than a family? No, it's a, well, it's not the complete family. It's just the parents, so it's just the fam. Dave, go over and find out what that thing is hanging off of his beard lip. It's kind of got me grossed a little bit. Seems like it could be a morning breakfast, but go ahead, Fez. So it started pouring rain at Rockefeller Center, mm. and the parents were old and tired and hungry. It's like they should have been coming into Ellis Island. Right. And so they decided they couldn't wait the hour to watch the tree go up. All comes as a shocker to you that they're older? I guess so. And Shakira wasn't enough on the bill to make them wait around for it, to All entice right. them to stay. So you took him out to dinner. Where'd you go? Um, took him down to Virgil's Barbecue. Oh, man, I'm so pissed. HTG wins the uh, pot. Uh, we tried to guess where they were going to go last night. Uh-huh. And she says Virgil's. I said, uh, no way. Everybody threw in. Everybody had a bet. Basically, places that we've taken him before. <laughs> And HDG's bet was that's the most recent. <laughs> and I'm fucking, that's a complete shoot. A complete shoot. Uh, unbelievable. Thank All right. God we had gone there. Mm, yeah, thank God. Uh, Larry in Georgia, what's your big. Hey, Ron and Fez. I was just going to tell you that uh, Tiger Woods has got more than one female that's coming out now, so. He's going to have a bunch of them coming down on him. Yeah, I, I saw that he did the big apology, but I don't understand why he just didn't apologize to his wife. I don't understand uh, how all of us got put into that apology. And then people go, well, he has to do this. You know, he has money coming in. And I'm like, well, he's already made money. I, I honestly can't believe that your life is going to change if you're worth, I don't know, three hundred sixty million dollars or four eighty, I think once you make three sixty, it's fuck you. <laughs> Whatever anybody has to say to you, fuck you. I do what I do. Why wouldn't it be the apology of I'm going to talk to my wife and I would appreciate a little privacy? It's got nothing to do with anyone else. He had to stop the bleeding. The affairs are coming out one after another. What bleeding? You're not bleeding. He's wearing. A half a billion dollars worth of armor. The reason why you make a half a billion dollars is so you can do whatever the fuck you want. And nobody can tell you shit. 
And if some fucking Nike says, I don't want you with... Really? Because Adidas. <laughs> I'll fucking give them a call. And as the day like this, because this whole thing is going to be forgotten. Just like Letterman's thing was forgotten. Fez had predicted to us that Letterman would be dragged down and this would change the way he's looked at. And at most, people are saying, oh, yeah, just like my brother or my uncle. Whoever it happens to be. And it's so it's so not unique to the best athlete of his time. Michael Wilbon, the Washington Post, wrote about, look at Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan, every single guy who was the guy of their sport cheated on their wife. Every single guy. So it's it's just so common that what what is the outcry? It's just it fucking happens. And probably if you live in a small town, so has the fire chief, the yeah. cop, the, nice. the the teacher. It's just fucking ridiculous. Uh, and this last one that came out with the I've saved the text. I put the I saved the text the same place that I put bugging. You know what I mean? It's like I was wearing a wire. <laughs> Fuck you. I put the I saved the text the same place I put some of you sleazeball guys after you break up with your girlfriend, you post pictures of her on the internet. It's downright creepy. It is fucking text. creepy. I don't like that shit. A text is a conversation. And uh, if Dave says, to, if he texts to me, Fez is acting like an asshole. That's between me and fucking, you know, that fucking conversation is between me and Dave. Uh -huh. I don't take it over and show it to Fez. That'd be fucking scumbag. It's the exact same thing as wearing a wire. Yeah. You know, so if I want to say, Dave, I don't want you talking about Fez, that's fucking fine. Then he knows I'm not the guy to fucking do that with. You know, I'm uncomfortable with what you just said. But I don't run back to fucking Fez with it. We're fucking ridiculous, strange fucking people anymore. And I really think we've, like, kept the Puritan kind of gossip angle, but not the way we live our lives. Right. And I, I just have this feeling of people gossiping about other people having sex are the fucking asexual ones. They're the ones not having sex. I can honestly sit here and tell you, I, I can't imagine being interested and Brad Pitt and Angelina. I don't understand. I don't understand what that's got to do with me. I, See, I think with him. the public apology, though, he's taking some control back. He was just letting everything come out. Thanks for sounding like CNN, where we take something ridiculous. And uh, the reason why you said that is you've heard it 40 times yesterday. It's all over the news. And the reason why we say that is the fake belief system that he has to take control over the people who buy his socks. If they like the socks, buy them. If you don't, buy other socks. I fucking certainly can't say, I was going to buy those socks, but then I found out that that guy um, cheated on his sweetest fucking wife. Yeah, I don't I, get the gimmick. He doesn't owe us anything. I don't understand where people feel like athletes owe us shit. <clears throat> like, if, if, if he raped a fan on the 18th green, he would maybe, maybe owe us an apology, us fans. Or the fan. Yeah, I mean, if, if anything, uh, they fucking really need to just fucking say, play golf. Just fucking play golf. Yeah. 
He's good, and, and mark my words, he will win the Grand Slam this year. Well, here's the beauty of it. The Us magazine seems to be the one breaking the thing. They interested in golf? They interested in sports? No. They have nothing to fucking do with this guy <laughs> in his career. Zero. Right. And then what? Is some guy going to be watching golf and his wife's on him? You turn that cheetah off. He's a cheetah. Gives a fuck. He's golfing. He's taking a stick and trying to hit a ball into a hole that's like hundreds of yards away. That's all he's got to do. That's his day at the office. That's him. That's Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, y'all. Remember what, what happened when, when Kobe was on trial for rape? He, he <coughs> dominated the league. Tiger will do the same. Mm. And, and and I'm happy for it. I hope Tiger shuts everyone up with, with his play. Mm. I don't Again, I everyone is going to forget this. Remember how many times we all sat around? Kobe's ruined. Kobe's ruined. And I, was, I, I thought, Kobe's done. Kobe is over. Number one selling fucking jersey this year, Kobe. Why? Only what he does on the basketball court. Mm -hmm. Not the way he treats his wife, his kids, not what kind of fucking pets he has. None of that shit's ma shit matters. The guy fucking plays on the basketball court, so then the kid said, get me a Kobe jersey. I want to be Kobe. Not I want to be Kobe because he's always there with his wife. <laughs> The guy that introduced Tiger uh, and his wife, friends of Tiger's wife, introduced them to her to Tiger. He's saying he's feeling really guilty now and he needs to apologize to her. What he really needs to do is get his name in the middle of this. Right. Like, look, everybody, it's me. Because I'm sure Tiger or this chick haven't talked to him in years. Like any of your old friends. <laughs> I think she was the nanny. Uh, do you remember if somebody introduced you to your chick, Dave? Was there no. a person? No, I mean, it was probably Solera, but I can't exactly. Exactly. That's the way it. it is with most fucking things. Yeah. I don't feel uh, a debt to people who introduce <laughs> right. me to someone else. <laughs> you don't sit around with your chick. Let's drink some champagne. Let's drink some champagne right now to Eddie Trunk, the gentleman who introduced us. It's not going to fucking happen. This guy ought to put out a press release that says, none of you know who I am. Thank you for pointing out an attractive human. I, I would have never found her on my own. To another rich human. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I would say, I'm, I'm with him. I would feel guilty if I put two people together and the, the person that was my friend ended up getting hurt. I would feel guilty about it. You don't even know two people, you asexual monkey. Why would you want to shovel more guilt and worry? My monkey. You, you, you got a hairy back. That's you, you, There's no other reason. I mean, you don't have a baboon ass, I don't think. No, I don't. Mm. And I, it's one mm. color. Just still so brown offended shit by brown. the... I'm, I'm literally offended, and I see red well, with these talk show hosts. Well, sports talk show hosts. You see red in Tiger, the mirror. Who I, think Tiger owes him? Let's fucking play this game. And this could go out to the gay people who all want to be part of marriage, too. The latest is, he's going to cut his chick a fucking check for five mil. And then uh, work on the prenup a little bit so she'll get some out money when they do get divorced. Right. So, this fucking marriage that all you people are worried about is a fucking cash deal anyway. He's made a cash deal with his fucking partner. They're not doing the kind of marriage that all you people think is so fucking important. It's fucking stupid from the word go to act like you know what two other people are up to. Or in this case, three, four, or five.
<laughs> and the the fucking girl, the the recent girl with the text, she's like, get my ass on TV, because that's all she's fucking about. She didn't ever got fucked over by Tiger. He never took advantage. Yeah. He fucking gave her the pleasure of blowing a legend. <laughs> I want you to do, I'm going to give you a gift right now. You get to put a legend's fucking cock in your mouth. Good deal Enjoy. for her. She went from Sean from Tool Academy to Tiger Woods. I don't know anything about her. <laughs> So I guess Sean from Tool Academy is somebody. I doubt that Sean had a long-distance game the way Tiger had. That's all I'm saying. Now, do you think Sean feels good or bad about this? Um, Sean was a scumbag, so he would feel good about it. Because right. he, he's now getting his name in the paper. Well, he's connected to Tiger. Yeah, he's, been, he's going around telling women, I used to get some of that Tiger pussy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is really <laughs> odd, but I guarantee she you. dated me, Tiger. Yeah. And Sean will parlay this into getting chicks for himself. It's just all fucking weird circle of... Strangeness, Ugh. and and um, I saw this. Ashley Madison's offering Tiger out five million dollars to be a spokesman. Turn that off. He's a cheetah. I don't want you watching the cheetah golf. <laughs> Jesus Christ! There's something wrong with this fucking country. I don't know if a, a, a country can get an enema, but this one needs one. <laughs> One of his fellow golfers, Jesper Par Parnovic, yeah. I guess she used a three iron. He said, I, I hope she uses a wood next time. Who gives a fuck? Again, you have to fucking guess that person's name. <laughs> You're Jesper Parnovic. <laughs> yeah. That's the one who introduced them. <laughs> we should just constantly put out press releases. <laughs> We've decided we no longer will drink grape soda. <laughs> we think it's a problem. <laughs> it's too sweet. All these people fucking think they matter. Um, 866 Ron Zero Fez, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Um, here is Rick, Rick in Louisiana. Hey, I just got a question. Why do these corporations keep using these celebrities if they know in the end it's going to be a, a, a hassle with the society the way it is? You know, that they depend on the morals of the celebrity to sell their product. Well, the reality of it is every one of these com uh, companies thinks quarter to quarter. That's all they care about. And again, if Tiger would have been paralyzed in that fucking uh, car accident, all those deals would have uh, dried up too. Hmm. It's just business. It's not personal. I mean, the people going on, we might have to drop Tiger, which so far no one has, probably also fuck around. Right. They don't give a shit. They're just going like this. So how do I keep this off of me? And I mean, in terms of going with celebrities, you're not going to have like, you know, Joe Williams or David McDonald fucking be the spokesperson for your product. It's just not going to make sense. Well, Hi, my name's Dave. Here's well, Wheaties. Well, you're doing those Verizon commercials or whatever. <laughs> no, nah, it's not me, though. That's the thing. That's a, that's a redhead, but it's not me. That guy's doing so much now. And he's, I mean, we had him on the show with you. He's exactly the same as you. There's nothing. I think my hairline's a little better. Personally. All right, but even his act, you could do that in a heartbeat. There's no reason not to hire you for these commercials. Well, I've never auditioned. That's the problem, I think. All right, that's going to hurt. That's going <laughs> to sit. They don't know you're out there. Yeah. Um, here's Joe in New Jersey with a spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. What's going on, Ronnie B? Hey. Uh, Allie Dukes there is uh, singing songs on the fan, courtesy of WB11 TV when they do a check-in with Boomer and Carton. Something about the Jets playing this Thursday night and winning a game. 
humming a song on WB. Um, so it's over now, or is it still on? Oh, no, it's over, because they do the, uh, the 6 to 10, I, I think. I, I, I think it's about uh, 30-something. Gay song, though. Well, that's uh, his uh, little bit that always works for him, is to act like I'm doing something and it's real, and then everyone gets, he's awful! <laughs> it's the worst song ever, and then he does, really? Because I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking funniest thing I uh, ever saw in my life, Al Dukes did, and we, we were doing some kind of gig at the... Hard Rock or some fucking place like this. And Al was just... It was like a goodbye. Fezzy and I were going to D.C. And Al was staying on with the new company after ONA got fired, right? And I bring him out as being from whatever... I don't know what they were after we left. They were Easy Mix, mix. or some, mm -hmm. some fucking... Or fresh. Smooth, fresh mix. <laughs> whatever they were. So I, I bring him out as being from that station, right? Everybody's fucking booing, fucking throwing shit. And Al goes like this. Just give us a chance. <laughs> the funniest shit in the world. And all these people were, you know, their fucking chests were fucking split open. I remember. I was because there. Because the, the whole fucking... You were there. Yeah, I was there. Before I even knew you. Yeah, I was... No, we. I knew you by then. Mm -mm. Absolutely. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nate in Atlanta, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering who the all-American whitest black guy is now. We had OJ until the murder, and then we had Tiger Woods until this. Where do we go now? Um, I would probably say that guy who's uh, running the Republican Party, whitest black guy we have. Alan Keyes? No. Alan Keyes is yesterday's news. What's mm. the guy's name? I don't know, but he, he does run the RNC. What about Will Smith? Kind you think of why he's a fucking Philly guy? He's a Philly black guy. I, I thought DJ Jazzy Jeff was very Philly, but Will Smith looked like he's from suburbs. You know what? You let the fucking Bel Air thing get to. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> Don't think of him that way. No, he's fucking. He he's really from Philly. Is. He's like West Philly. Yeah, he's a real fucking Philly guy. I, never struck me as a true Philadelphia Philly no. person. No, he is. But didn't you think that... Hold on, here it goes. Jeff had... Just sit yeah. right there, I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. It's beautiful. <laughs> In West Philadelphia... There you go, West Philly. Right. And here's why you know that it's true, because it was in a rap song. <laughs> and they never lie. Except for about... Uh, <laughs> How bad they'll bust that ass. <laughs> uh, Eddie in St. Louis, you're on Fez. Uh, how you doing, Ronnie? You know, the thing about this Tiger Woods thing, it's really not uh, anything original because most athletes are whore masters, and I don't think that there's any overriding morality anymore because in my town where I'm from, we have a murderer playing on the Rams and nobody seems to have a problem with it. No. But I just really want to take the time to appreciate the white trash slapstick of the whole thing, you know, the ironic prop of the golf club and her, you know, probably trying to beat his ass with it and these you know, the, the Swedish wife and the golfing and the, all, all these uh, concerns. Yeah, here's the the, yeah, you're right, Eddie. This is just a normal Orlando story. <laughs> it's just the way people, uh, when you live down in Florida, on trash day, the number of fucking liquor bottles that are in front of every goddamn house. And you're like, how fucking, because every day it's hot, you have the pool, yeah. people party, so you, you don't just have liquor for yourself. 
And then Florida is the type of place where you can stop by someone's house 3.30, quarter or 4 in the morning without even calling first. <laughs> just swinging by, what's up? <laughs> Thought we'd hit that up. People are just up down there. They're getting fucking whacked out. I think I'd love it down there, except for the sun. You wouldn't make it. Well, the sun. You don't have the fucking restraint. First of all, no one has the restraint, oh. but you got the restraint to go out fast. <laughs> You'd go out like that fucking magician's paper. Where just <laughs> Nick Cage leaving Las Vegas time. It real, that fucking state, Florida should call themselves leaving Las Vegas. Because <laughs> it's exactly the same. And you'll see people in the supermarket with just liquor. Yeah. In the bottle of Cuervo, where there should have been a, a bottle of Prell in his shower. That time that he was going through and finding the bottles and being all happy as he was throwing them in. Really? You can't even come back later? You need to pile it up? Uh, Pete in New York, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. I yeah. think you're thinking about Michael Steele. He's Big Mike Steele. Big Mike Steele running the Republic, uh, Republican Party right now and doing a bang-up job. Doing a bang-up job. Uh, John in Florida, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey there, Ronnie B. I got an Ichiban for you. Ichiban. Uh, rocker Ronnie Woods arrested yesterday on assault charges. Who do you assault? Um, I didn't see it. Just said domestic assault. Oh, domestic. So somebody in his family. Probably. All right, you know what this means? I'm not going to buy any more Rolling Stones thing. I'll never see him in concert again. <laughs> I'm done with the Rolling Stones. Yeah, on suspicion of assaulting his girlfriend, 21-year-old Ekaterina Ivanova. Well, the only person beating her should be her father. <laughs> 21 with an old Rolling Stone. She's obviously a Russian. She's used to it. They had to keep them, you know, those people well, she, in line. He's been off the fucking uh, rails for a while. I mean, it's so bad that Keith even said stuff like, you gotta chill the fuck out, Ronnie Wood. <laughs> or I'll put you back in faces. Does Keith still drink and shit? He drinks, uh, doesn't shoot dope anymore. Oh. That's the, you know. I know, I mean, I know he got like seven blood transfusions. <sighs> yeah, but how many years ago? Enough with the blood transfusions, <laughs> I get it. You know, it happened in 1970, you don't even need to do it anymore. <laughs> but supposedly, he just drinks. Which right. is not an easy thing to do, to quit heroin and keep drinking. Because <laughs> a lot of times when you're drinking, you think to yourself, we ought to get some heroin. <laughs> That's one of the big problems with drinking is a lot of the other ideas right. fucking become a lot easier to give into. Decision making isn't really there when yeah, you're drinking. Because when you're drinking, you can't even be on a diet or else you'll go like this. We ought to eat a whole pie. <laughs> <laughs> you're not making the best decisions. No, you always do that, too. No, this is your drinking time of year. Yes. This is Christmas. Absolutely. So that's when you move into really hard liquor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean... I usually don't drink a lot of vodka unless I get free Tito's. I don't drink vodka, but I will be drinking vodka like tomorrow, or, you know, just whenever my next drinking session is. Are you going to do the same thing as you did with Virgil's and now take your parents out and drink vodka with them? <laughs> I guess I could. You've never They're had teetotalers. You never get an idea, do you? <laughs> it's amazing. He just goes to the last place that he's been. There's the strangest thing there. He called me for directions to Virgil's last night. Oh, I my God. I couldn't find it in the rain, and these old people, I was dragging Do them down six. you know how many fucking places there are here for you not to take them out to get New York hush puppies? <laughs> <laughs> these old people, like, you just met them. 
I didn't even think Fez liked um, Virgil's, too. When we left that day, that night, I thought he was kind of disappointed. Yeah, but then he remembers, where was I last? <laughs> what was I doing last? Why don't you take, uh, it's Christmas, mm -hmm. why don't you take your parents out to do the Salvation Army gig in front of the supermarket <laughs> the way when you grow up? You come from a family of Salvation Army people. Yes, and Salvation Army bell ringers at Christmas. I cannot take the they bell They were bell ringing. ringers? Yeah. Your people were bell ringers? Yeah, they grew up bell ringers. Well, I got news for you. Bell ringing, now for the Salvation Army, least of our problems. They have added a 1970s amp and a microphone, and if anybody can please help out, and they're... They're doing this crackly fucking begging as they're ringing a bell. And when we walk through this neighborhood, they're on every corner now. Uh -huh, you yeah. can, uh, we, unfortunately, or I guess for Dave, uh, fortunately, live in the middle of Christmas town. We could throw a rock from our front door and hit the 30 rock tree. I know, it's awesome. And it's already packed up over there. Yes. I and, tried to walk home last night. It was and I was laughing because your thing, Fezzi, you never would have got close to that place. Oh, no, no. We uh, we could barely see the giant TV screens that were up for the people in the back. We could barely see that much. Yeah. Thank God Aretha was on, and we could po <laughs> we could pick her out on, on the Jumbotron. Has she put on some weight? A little I, bit. I, I was noticing last night, I think she put on a little bit of weight. Did you see when she had that weird fur hood? It was brown, and and she and brown coat, and she looked like an oversized Jawa. Uh, but you know what? She lip-syncs like no one else. <laughs> Terrible. Why are you lip-syncing fucking Aretha Franklin? She, I think she was the only one who did it, too. you got the greatest singer in the world. Let her fucking wail. And Rod Stewart didn't lip sync, and neither did Michael Bublé, who's who should just just be called Harry Connick the Third. All right, here's a good. I was calling him Harry Connick Junior. Junior. What song was he doing? One of the Christmas ones, right? Um, I think I'll be home for Christmas. That's it. Because he was doing the Marines. This was the the fun thing. So I what I do would turn my head away and try to sing with him, because he was singing so off everything. It would be like, I'll be home for. Christmas, <laughs> you, every fucking thing. So I'd have everybody in the family, I'm like, now turn your head and try to sing with Harry Connick Jr. Jr. <laughs> he's got weird timing. Well, you know, I think he's that's, a, he's a jazz man. He was dating Katie Couric for a while. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's probably what he's more famous for than even his music. No, well, he's a gigantic fucking, uh, in that... Field in that what you've got uh, well pop music then you've got uh, you know rhythm and blues jazz and then you got Harry Connick music <laughs> and right now he's got the number one Harry Connick album yeah I they said last night he has the number one album of, of all on the entire you know top two hundred well that's not true oh really the number one album is that uh, homely woman from England first week out what's her name Susan Boyle Susan Boyle. Uh. She sells 700,000 copies of this, destroying everyone else. Wow. Biggest debut album since Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. Wow. Going back to the early 90s. Holy shit. Bigger than Eminem's debut. You go through the whole thing. Not only that, crushes the gay kisser. The gay kisser is in third place with like one third of her album sales. <laughs> so the homely woman crushes the gay uh, kisser, Conrad Birdie. <laughs> Now, Conrad Birdie, uh, what's his real name? Was? Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert, uh, now canceled from Jimmy Kimmel. 
Mm -hmm. and some other ABC show. ABC fucking hates this kid. <laughs> they hate him. <laughs> I never saw someone so fucking hated by a network. So their excuse that, you know, maybe his act won't play for our morning audience doesn't even hold up if he's being canceled off of Kimmel. Well, he's being he's not being canceled by Kimmel. He's being canceled by the network. Uh -huh. And the thing is, they he pissed them off. You were on at nighttime. Do what you're supposed to do. Oh, you fuck us over? Now fuck you. We fuck you over. That's the game they're playing with him. It got personal and personal fast. And you said he started apologizing, right, Fez? Uh, yeah, Dave. he said that he w it was probably a bad idea <laughs> that his first big appearance on an award show, he was making out with his keyboard player. So he feels like he... He, 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 he thought it was a mistake. Now he's going to go on Leno. Um, Keith in San Francisco. Hey, guys. Hey, Dave, I have a question for you, and this is a legitimate question, okay? All right. I am a liquor rep out here, and I sell Tito's vodka for a living. I want to know, what is it about Tito's that you like so much? Because I can't get anybody out here to buy it. I feel like it's very, very smooth. It's one of the smoothest vodkas, and I've obviously had Absolute and Grey Goose uh, we're, Tito's. And we're also friends with the chick who Beth. sells it. Yeah. We're friends ah, with Beth. Okay. Well, you know, sex does sell. Uh, and well, I've never had sex with her. Keith, well, you know what I mean. Why don't we let Beth know that you're the world's worth liquor salesman <laughs> in history? <laughs> you're trying to talk me out of this stuff. Like yeah. Shit! No, no, not at all. I'm just, I'm just trying to get some pointers from you because everything it's smooth. I'm to it's here. smooth. It's smooth. And it's, it's a little bit sweet, but not overly sweet. It's not, it's not fucking candy. <laughs> you know, you're drinking vodka. All right. Okay. All right. Tell, you know what? I got some shirts. I'll send you. How's that? Well, I'll send the vodka, because oh, yeah, he's not going to fucking drink his shirt. I'll throw him in a bonfire. A, a t-shirt ain't going to make him forget his problems. I can't go send vodka through the mail. Why yeah. not? Who's going to know? What are you talking about? Beth sends us vodka all the time. No, she doesn't. Right. Oh, no, she doesn't. No, she no. doesn't. No, she doesn't. She delivers that in person. Oh, you're right, actually. She does deliver in person. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, your kid went to CHOP yesterday, right? Yes. What happened? Clean bill of health? No, more tests, including a CAT scan. We're not happy here, and now both kids are sick. Like, like uh, Jules has a fever, so she was she had to sleep in our bed last night, and Stan sleeps at the foot of the bed. So it was four four human beings in a four by eight space. You should get a photographer to be up above you and take the pictures. They always loved that for Rolling Stone. Yeah, it would be very like John and Yoko type show. Sure. Only add two toddlers. All right, so the cat scan is for what reason? As soon as I heard that they want to see if there's some kind of blockage to the brain, I just basically Passed out. tuned out. So I'm, when I get my bearings today, I'm going to go and ask exactly what's going on. But you're, you're a great dad. <laughs> <laughs> just always ready to fucking faint dead away. No, it's you know there, there's there could be just something where the, where the um the brain is not telling the stomach, hey, make sure you pass this, make sure this goes through. Why don't you explain it to the stomach? <laughs> Come on and go through, tummy. Digest those foods. Such a great impression of a brain. I have the feeling that's what yours feels like. We should drink more. All right. Dave, get in the car. I'm so sorry for the guy. He goes through so much shit. I know. Jesus. I don't like to think of a baby being sick. No. Maybe Not this that I love adults being sick. Maybe this shouldn't be your <laughs> drinking season. If he's Why having a rough pass again. What is Why that? Why do you got to turn it on? 
We're having what? a nice thing where we're bonding. Yeah. And then you take the moral high road that you fucking don't even belong on. It has, one has nothing to He drinks once a week. Mm-hmm. And he drinks himself into a coma. Tomorrow. But once while babysitting. I Whatever. Will, I will comatose myself. And I'll even listen to Coma off of Use Your Illusion 1 by GNR. And I'll watch a movie with a guy in a coma. Like Million Dollar Baby or something. But That's not all, a guy. Well, whoever. You could have fooled me. You know, some fucking guy fell asleep playing a video game, rolled on his baby, and 90 people sent me this <laughs> and saying, this is Dave. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You no, know, no. this no, no, is no. Fez. He, I, he had his own little swing, and even though then he was on the couch, it was the boppy and this and that, and I was sitting up. Yeah, but what if you, like, came Fez, to... Fez, you're going to turn it negative. He's going to get mad. People are going to get mad at you or Dave. And then that's the show I'm doing. We're having a nice happy day. Okay. We're having a happy day. Happy days. It's a happy day in New York. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Uh, we turn back gay marriage in this town, in this uh, state. I give a standing up for that. <laughs> Didn't make it on the agenda this time. Uh, crushing. Crushing defeat. And the gays uh, said this. You know, one of these times we're going to have to start working. <laughs> we can't just keep expecting people to give us stuff. If they get turned down in California, New York, it's over. Pack it in. You can't get in in Hollywood and the fucking New York City can't get you through a gay marriage thing. Goodbye. New York. It's not just those two towns. It's whole states. It, it, New York. More like Jew York. <laughs> well, they get a pass just for the city. Why can't Bloomberg get a pass? I never see him with a chick. Harvey Milk was right, you know? He's like, I, sh I should be shot. Is Harvey Milk... He never said that. I didn't see the whole m movie. At what point did he invent milk? <laughs> I've come up with an invention. I call it milk. Wait, wait, before you turn it down. Try it on Rice Krispies. Oh, I love it on that. Oh, by the way, I invented Rice Krispies. Because <laughs> really, if you didn't have milk, you never would have invented cereal. That would be fucking... Oh. That would have just been, oh, we're happy enough with the stuff that we got on the bar. <laughs> you know, just that kind of mix that you have on the bar would be fine. <laughs> it's disgusting to think of it. Water? Like water and... I, I've seen animals do that. And I hate to say it, your people, the broke mix when I was a kid. <laughs> they would go, we're out of milk, Mom. And they just pour fucking water. <laughs> I go like this. I'm getting out of this fucking house. I might have passed out here, but that don't mean I'm going to stay here during the day. <laughs> My dad used to sometimes put water in the milk to make the milk last longer, is what he said. I'm like, I, you kind of have money. What is this? Yeah, of course, but then he gave fucking birth to four Pac-Men, just <laughs> eating his shit out of everything, <laughs> eating his shit out of his life savings. Yeah, we watered true. down everything of juice, any orange juice. I think we got maybe uh, three gallons out of it, <laughs> out of a one gallon, just from watering it down. Let's see. We uh, had our food as directed. <laughs> How was that? Great. It was just normal. And then every once in a while, my dad would just say this. We're out of juice. Not, I'm going to water it down. So we'll all have bad juice. Have some juice-flavored water. It's like they felt as long as it had the same color, it had the same taste. Mm. That's what it all tells girls. I don't know if I believe it. Oh, my God. Davey Mac, give me an Ichiban. Uh, the New Jersey Nets, 0-18. Uh, they lost last night to the Mavericks. The worst start in the history of the NBA. The second worst start in the history of sports 
only the 0 and 21 1988 Baltimore Orioles are worse. And I'm telling you, things look bleak. Oh, they I, might take down the Orioles. I remember that year with the Orioles. Remember? Then they had some guy, uh, and I can't think of his, he was a DJ there. He said, I'm going to stay on the air until they win. And he ended up on the air for fucking, like, weeks. <laughs> it gained a bunch of weight. <laughs> and then finally everyone started getting mad at him because his kid was on the phone crying to him. <laughs> That's a great and then story. the Orioles were actually mad at him. They're like, stop fucking drawing attention to the fact that we stink. Or he was Just the drop it. Yeah, He's the guy, I can't think of his name, he used to do all the jingles. I think he's out in Seattle now. Not sure. Uh, it doesn't matter. But, Nothing uh, matters. But this is, uh, you know, this team was... You just loved them two years ago. You were saying they're going to win it all. I still love them, but this team was really good for the this whole decade. You know, the Nets have been a good franchise. To, I don't, to, to drop to 0-18 so quickly, uh, it just it crushes me because we're, we're becoming old Nets now. And 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 now it's the we're the official laughing stock of the league. The Clippers aren't even everyone's target now. It's the New Jersey Nets. Terrible. Fezzy, what's your Ichiban today? Barbara Walters is picking her most fascinating people for her special coming up on the ninth. She's picking her most special people for fascinating. So some of them that have been picked already, uh, Jacko's kids, like Blanket Jackson, is one of the most fascinating people. Adam Lambert, I think Glenn Beck made the list. Why doesn't she just pick people I can book for my show? Because <laughs> she's not going to pick somebody if she can't do an interview, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, all right. So uh, I have fascinating people on this show, too, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So that's the problem. So the, the most fascinating is the one that she doesn't reveal till that night, till you're watching the special. And it's never a most fascinating person. It's going to be Michelle Obama or it's going to be Oprah. And they're not fascinating anymore. We've seen their lives. Yes, she's the first lady. She likes to garden. You know, she you know, she wants kids not to be obese. Yes, we get it. It's first lady stuff. It's not fascinating. Hey, I saw a uh, Twitter yesterday, Dave, that Brazilian Julie wants to come in a roundtable this thing with us. Oh, wonderful. Go out of your way to invite her. Okay. I'll get on the text message machine right now. Um, put it, tell her she's been selected as one of Ron Bennington's most fascinating people <laughs> of 09. Uh, okay. The other person I picked so far, Hicks. Oh, uh, yeah. That fits. Oh. Well, I like to call him the world's oldest orphan, <laughs> but reality is every old person, I guess, is an orphan. Yeah, my mom's an orphan. <laughs> yeah. Now I think about it. <laughs> you can get to a certain age and then just become an orphan. Uh, Hicks, give me a... Give me an Ichiban for you. What's happening in Hicks' world? Uh, Jay Leno is now fucking over everyone, including the other networks, with his uh, move to every night on NBC. I don't even understand what you're talking about. He's now losing to DVRs. People are, instead of watching Jay Leno or any other show in the 10 to 11 time slot... They're rather they're catching up on stuff they've DVR'd. Well, how's that fucking over the other networks? Because the other networks thought they would have higher ratings that they than they do have now in their time slot from ten to eleven. But they found that people instead of going to the other networks, they're going they're watching their old DVR shows. Yeah, but I think they would be doing that anyway. And I understand the fucking premise there because I only really have Thursday nights to watch, and I always DVR the Thursday nights. Yeah, because I don't want to sit through fucking commercials. Why would I? It's hard to do. I mean, it's hard to be, you know, most shows are 42 or 44 minutes. That's a huge chunk of time that's dedicated to commercials. What shows are you talking about? Oh, you mean like an hour show? Yeah, an hour-long show has between 42 and 44 minutes of actual show. 
Here's uh, Bill in Wisconsin with a... Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Hey, Mr. Bennington. What do you say, sir? Yeah. Um, okay, I'll make it as briefly as possible. All right. Um, I'm a truck driver and was madly in love with my wife. She befriended a guy um, this last summer here, and she was texting him constantly, going over to his house constantly when I was gone, talking with him on the phone constantly, and now, I wasn't supposed to have a problem with it. Now, you knew this uh, was happening, and you were, like, pissed about it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, so she thought I was too possessive. Mm -hmm. So she wanted to leave me. She wanted a divorce to the point where she moved out, got her own place, everything. Then she decided that she made a bad idea, you know, a bad choice, and wanted to get back together with me. So I actually moved in with her to where she moved into. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> um, just a couple days ago found... Um, cockpicks of this other guy that I was having a problem with on her phone that she had saved. Mm. And <laughs> and I was building back up trust from her, you know, completely destroying my world and wanting to leave me. Um, you know, and then I get this and, you know, I told her that I still have problems, you know, trust issues in that with her, which I don't think you should have in a marriage. And I, I don't know. I mean, should I still, should I just suck it up and deal with it? Or is it something that I should, you know? He, all you want, all you want confirmed is what you already think, right? You found cockpits on her phone from when she exactly. was with the guy in the middle of your marriage. You know what? I'm not going to tell you what to do, except for, uh, I want you to go over, download a little Led Zeppelin, got a woman. Hey, hey, what can I do? Because that's basically what he's asking, is Ron and Fez, hey, hey. What can I do? And it's all yeah, there I, in it. It's all there in a song, Bill. I, I I don't, you know, like I said, I don't know if I should just kind of suck it up and move on, or you know, she said there was nothing with them. He just texted them to her because yeah, yeah that means him and his girlfriend were at a bar and mm -hmm. you know, Bill, and, it's all right here.
She didn't wake up with a fucking truck driving through the living room. When Led Zeppelin's not singing about wizards and shit, they're a fucking really good band. <laughs> when they don't have embarrassing fucking Nordic pagan lyrics, it's what, happening. What about Sauron? <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> what am I going to say? Um, yeah, I don't. You know, people call up and they already know the answer. I'm not going to tell anybody how to live their life. You found cockpit on her phone. Can you live with it or not? It's that simple. It's simple enough. Can I live with this or not? That's it. I could probably live with cockpicks on the phone. You can't even live with a fucking cat. <laughs> the cat's awful, that's why. David Mack, you, you said you could make it through. You'd be able to give her one more chance. Uh, for During Christmas season, yeah. Don't want to, whatever, break it up with Christmas, even no. cockpits on the phone? No, I'll, I'll muster. So, yeah, I guess basically I just gave my wife a green light to raise hell. <laughs> Get some cockpits. <laughs> you, got, you got 25 days of cockpits, baby. Enjoy yourself. As the Christmas card. Um, Pat in Florida, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. You know, what I can't understand is why these, you know, guys and chicks, you know, stay with their partner. When they know they're, they're cheating on them. I mean, hell, they could even walk in on them fucking somebody else. But yes, they say, oh, well, I don't know what to do. Love is a funny thing. You, It does not have the fucking rules. That's why it's very fucking... When people call and they want fucking advice, all they want to hear is what they already want to fucking... What, what they're already thinking. Mm -hmm. If the guy's thinking... Give it one more shot. He'll ask 100 people until he gets that one. <laughs> if, he's, if he's really thinking, walk out or now, he'd ask, he'd ask 100 people until he hears that answer. He knows what to do with his life. 
Yeah, I don't think he was really looking for anything. I mean, he's still in love with the girl. He said, the first thing he said when he called in was, I'm in love with my wife. Madly in love. Madly in love. So there's nothing that can happen for a while. And he went to her place to reunite with her. Moved into her apartment. Right, but then he found cockpits on the phone <laughs> after he already cut her the slack. And up on the refrigerator, I believe, even though he didn't say so. What's with this imbecile? He needs to send cockpicks to somebody. I mean, seriously, what more girlish thing can you do than pull down your pants and take pictures? That's a fucking broads job, you weirdo. <laughs> I took a cockpick for myself a couple days ago. I just you, wanted to see what it looked like. You sent it to yourself? I took it on my camera phone. And sent just, it to Beanie. And just looked at it, and then I deleted it. Um, here's... Um, Here's Dan in Ohio. Hey, uh, that guy, if he has any doubts, he should probably just cut and run. My wife cheated on me. I took her back once, and she ended up cheating on me again. But for the, that entire two years, I was just a paranoid wreck of a guy. I was looking over my shoulder. I was checking everything she did. It's no way to live. If he's got any doubts, he should just move on. So you're saying if you've got even the slightest doubt, if you have the slightest doubt, get out. Unless she can, it's always going to nag at him. Unless she can absolutely prove that nothing happened, and but see, he's already. But here's the deal, Dan. Sounds like he's already paranoid. Here's the deal. We just sat around and defended Tiger Woods all day. We fucking defended Tiger Woods. This is nobody else's business. Mm. You don't know what other people have in their relationship. Some people. Oh my God, my wife was nice to the fucking mailman. I'm devastated. Other people. They're very comfortable to swing. So it's never the act. It's only the what you fucking, your perception. The the world, reality, whatever fucking people call reality, is just yours. Yours and yours alone. Dave can easily put up with himself in the most embarrassing situations or do this and that. He's fine with it. Other people, they get laughed at because there's some toilet paper on their fucking shoe. They quit their job and move to another town. There's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. So it's not like something fucking happened. It's how you react to what happened. That's all the fucking world is. Your own reactions to what's happening. And for some reason, we think everybody else is on the same fucking level as us. They see it through the same exact... Um, filter it's a very strange thing um here's uh shane in houston you're in my face yeah i was gonna say stop being a pussy and just fucking start swinging man share each other and have a blast in life oh i think meant swinging at the guy but you're saying go out and and both of you have fun having sex with yeah. other people there yeah, are go to, a, go to a swing club and just have fun there are people that are very comfortable with that. And the other fucking funny thing about uh, these swingers clubs, as they still call them, all these years later, you notice you never see any young people there? <laughs> it's always people like 45. They're all like, this is fucking great. <laughs> at, at a certain point, all this shit that ever bothered them in their life, they just decide, I don't know how many more summers I got. We might as well just get out here and fuck like rabbits and have a ball. <laughs> And the other thing about these clubs is they always end up in trailers. They're never like in some fucking great house. Right. They're just never even like a beach you heard of. Just some weird beach 
that's fucking only about 12, 10 feet wide, and then a bunch of trailers are all put together, <laughs> and then fat middle-aged people just sitting around a fire. We're having a fucking blast. God damn it, we love it. It's not exactly eyes wide shut. No, it is. Tom and, Cruise and, and supermodels. And by the way, the, the eyes wide shut might have been the least sexy fucking sexual thing in history. It was almost like mannequin sex. <laughs> um, here is um, here's Dave in Buffalo. You're on Fez. Going on, buddies. Yeah. I, I've been with this broad for close to a year now, and about five months ago, I had found a text message on her phone from a guy that she used to talk to or bang or whatever. And she just, I catch her in fucking various lies and shit, but since then, I don't trust anything she says. Not a thing. And I tell you, man, it's gotten so bad that I just, like, create shit in my head. So if I could offer any advice, if you got a, if you got a feeling that your girl's cheating on you or something, just walk away, because I don't wish this shit on All right, but anybody. You, you, you just sat around and said it was your paranoia. So rather than trying to fix your fucking paranoia, you're basically saying... If you run into somebody who's not a hundred percent perfect all the time, dump that person. <laughs> well, these guys are saying they can't trust the girl that they're with, and in a couple of these cases, it's been I went through, I found something in her phone. What are they doing going through her phone? Well, they don't trust her. That's what fucking non-trusting people do. And so they can't be trusted either. They're rooting that, through things. This is the thing that you don't understand. You're acting like fairness plays its way into this, and people should act like I act. That's never the fucking case. That's that's ridiculous. That's like saying to a guy who fucking steals wallets, "Hey, you shouldn't care that your wallet got stolen. <laughs> shouldn't fucking matter to you." One doesn't equal the other. Right. Just because you demand to be treated in a certain way, mm -hmm. no one ever fucking thinks that means that they should go around treating people in that fashion. Um. Here's uh, Tyler. You're on my face. What's up, buddy? Yeah. I got a moral conundrum. All right, then let me play this. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. My, uh, my mom and dad are divorced, and uh, my dad's best friend and been best friend since basically high school. Pretty much part of our family, kind of like my uncle. Uh... My mom came up to visit me about a month ago, and anyway, come to find out that uh, my dad's best friend and my mom started dating now. I'm kind of freaked out about it and don't really know what to do about it. So it's basically like she's dating your uncle, because this guy was raised like your uncle. Yeah, basically. If it means anything, they were probably having an affair through your whole childhood. Just start calling your mom aunt. I, I get a... I told them how I felt about it, and they just uh, they kind of started doing it behind my back. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's gonna pick who they want to be with over you. Uh, it, it, people will always pick the person that they're having sex with above <laughs> everyone else, and yet for some reason that's shocking to the outside world. You know how many fucking times people say, "Well, you're gonna be with her. It's her or me." Um, I'll pick her. <laughs> You never went out on that fucking deal. The vagina is quite strong and powerful. Well, uh, particularly next to that irigami fucking cocky yours that's well paper thin and... Yeah, I mean, it's got more texture than that, but... Davey Mac, when we get back from this break, I want you to do something. I want you to announce the Twitter winner from yesterday for giving out the secret word. Okay. 
And then, of course, Dave Leno, which we promised yesterday, but we got caught up. That's fair enough. Steven Singer Jewelers. I hate Steven Singer. I hate StevenSinger.com is the website for Steven Singer Jewelers. I know that because every time I say that, you bring it up as the website. He's the jewelry genius out of Philadelphia. If you're looking for a gift this holiday season, go to Steven Singer Jewelers. I hate Steven Singer.com. Or you can even call 1 888 I hate Steven Singer and get a personal shopper to assist you. So there's not going to be any pressure here. You know you're going to get the best price. You know you're going to get a lifetime guarantee on the jewelry that you buy. And again, out again, Finnegan. Give me the best price. Get me through this thing. And make sure when I turn it over to the check, I don't look like an idiot. And you're going to have people there at the jewelry store helping you. They're going to actually hand you a beer, help you relax as you're making a, an important jewelry purchase. Can I get more than one beer? You can get more than one beer. Did I do shots? I don't believe shots are available, but beer is available. What if I bring a flask from home? I bet anything goes at Steven Singer Jewelers. Then I can cut rails. And they also have cookies and popcorn. I'd actually like one of those jewelers things just to check my Coke out. <laughs> I think there's Manitou in there. Steven and I think I found a baby tooth in my Coke. <laughs> Steven Singer oh, What happened there? Steven Singer uh, Jewelers, the customer service there blows away any other jewelry business in the country. Not the world? Um, I would say I'll dare the world and the, the solar thing, system. The best thing about them is they have blood diamonds. They go down to South Africa and they force these little kids down to the mines. They come out with some diamonds. Let's just say the little kids don't make it home. And you collect the savings. And they also have black diamonds. They were the first jewelry hey, store in the country. Come on, dude. Let's not be racist. They were the first ones to introduce these fabulous black diamonds. Mm. So it's Steven Singer Jewelers or IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer, the guy you can trust. The perfect gifts at affordable prices for the holidays. These black diamonds, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking at them. And would you call them and tell them I got a nickname for them? Oh, okay. Jeezy Rocks. Steven Singer Jewelers in Philadelphia at the corner of 8th and Walnut or IHateStevenSinger.com. Did you almost say IHateJeezyRocks.com? Because <laughs> I don't think they have that one. No, it's IHateStevenSinger.com. Why do you hate them so bad? People hate them. People hate him. Other jewelry stores hate him mm. because he's given best prices. One guy hates him because his wife was so excited. They had sex that night, and she ended up getting pregnant. He ended up with a kid out of the deal, along with some great jewelry. What? All right, we got a break here. Uh, we get back. Dave Leno, bringing it hard. Uh, and, of course, we'll announce uh, yesterday's Twitter winner for the big secret white and Fez, you had something on your mind? Yes, I did. What is it? I am having so much cable and internet problems at my home. Maybe we can get a fix for you. It's around Fez Show. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment. But you humans do not. Human beings are a disease. The cancer of this planet. You are plague. The Run of Fez Show. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Fez Watley's got a big problem. I have been without cable TV and internet access for almost two weeks now. A couple Saturdays ago, everything went out at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
Now, your your cable went out the same time as what? As the as the computer, as the internet went out. You, you use the same provider? Uh-huh. Yep. Simple. They turned it off there at the head office. So, they turned you off, you missed the uh, you missed the bill. Mm-hmm. No, I did not miss a bill. Well, I pay on time and I pay extra. Isn't that the only way this would happen or unless like your whole building didn't go out? No, no, because I went and asked the doorman, is there any other problems in the building? Which doorman? Um, this was Bruno. Yeah, yeah. Bruno's going to go like this. No, everything's fine. <laughs> no, it's good. And remember, Christmas is coming up. I like to get 10% of your salary as a tip. So? How much do you get Bruno? I give Bruno a uh, hundred. Without the fucking cable, you give him a C-note? Well, the, that's the usual thing. Now, Bruno's got to help me get this back on because I am in a complete mess here. Who's your uh, provider? Time Warner. Give him a call. I gave him a call. Mm-hmm. They tried to reboot everything from the head office. Didn't work. Uh-oh. So my theory shut to shit. So Sounds like your cat's been chewing through some wires. <laughs> so they send someone out there. Can't, can't find anything wrong. Can't find anything wrong. You know, or, what, they can't figure out what's wrong. So they're like, you know what? It must be a connection in the building. We're going to have to send some different guys out here um, that have different expertise. So now, in the meantime, my parents have arrived, and there's no computer for them to go on. There's no TV for them to watch. And I've got them in the beautiful position of hanging out in New York City in my Roosevelt Island apartment waiting for the cable guy to show up. So the second cable guy comes, says... This is what they think happened. The apartment above me mm-hmm. switched from Time Warner to Verizon Fios. When they hooked up to Verizon, they disconnected me from Time Warner. That's why everything went out at once. They're getting Verizon on the as a TV? Yeah, they're getting the, the cable, uh, and they provide phone and Internet. Um, can you also get the NFL package? I don't know about that. Call them. I like to look into it. Right now, I'm running the complete NFL package off my computer, hooked up to my phone, mm. uh, hooked up to my TV. TV. Perfect, except for it's not high def. Yeah, that's and I sit there, unacceptable. But, well, you know what? It's all I have right now. I've got the other games already on. Yeah, but you're fucking saying no, like it's unacceptable. <laughs> With sports, if you have an HD TV, to me, it's I the, the only reason to get one is for sports watching. So I agree. I, I will not watch any sport if it's not broadcast in HD. And they all I'll listen are. to sports on the radio, you fuck. <laughs> I'll read about it in the paper. Mm-mm. All right, you've got the uh, the the big winners. Uh, yes, name. I do. The big. We got a Tiffany to play here, Tiffany. Yes. Why don't you just do one for me? Here we go. Hey. Oh, that's good. Wolf Li33, the Twitter winner of the day. Is this Wolf Long Island 33? I'm assuming so. Hmm. I'm assuming the wolf is from Long Island, but you know, I don't like to make those assumptions. Right. We'll see if the wolf wants to come out to Laura Palooza. Okay. Well, big hit that party. I, from what I hear. This is what I hear. You know, I, can't I can't wait. Say, I can't say anything. I can't wait. Mac and cheese time. <laughs> oh, so you're going? I don't know. It's, it's uh, The other parties are so close. Yeah. And now I might have to go to pianos that night and help out with a band. <laughs> with Baby Girl. 
It's tough. It really is. Well, you know, Ronnie B, Mr. Popularity, got to show up at a lot of these Christmas parties. And you're going to sit on special delivery, too, right? Do, are you really <laughs> inviting me? Because I would love to be here. No, of course I would invite you. But, I mean, no, I understand. If you have no. four parties Hell to go to. Hell no. I want to hear. I want to be here. I want to run the pacing of the show. <laughs> I want to pick out phones. Why not? <laughs> You're not comfortable with that? Well, no, I mean, I thought... What do you, you want to do, put me on the couch like a fucking crazy old aunt? Well, no, I thought you would, um... That's not like much of an invite like now. sit over there, like right next to me. I hey, you're on the... special delivery. I'm Ron Bennington. <laughs> with me tonight. I know. That, I mean, we would be... It's special delivery starring Sam and Dave. Here's our guest, Ron Bennington. Well, what Ron do I Penn do as the guest? I never guessed a lot. Oh, we'll talk to you about stuff. Mm. Like, you'll ask me questions. Yeah. I will ask me one right now. How did it all start for you, Ronnie, in radio? Oh, so this is going to be a real fucking interview. Well, I mean, we oh, might start, yeah. start like that, and then we'll go so, into an informal... We'll, we'll do an unmasked, maybe. You're going to unmask Ronnie B? Yeah, I mean, I think the listeners would like that, and then we'll what go into... What are you doing on my show, then? If they want to know <laughs> these questions, I'd love to tell them. And then we'll just hang out. Uh-huh. You know, we'll just hang. All right. You know, you'll, you'll be third micing. All right. <laughs> Have some cold. Was a bit by sitting around with a couple friends drinking. That's exactly what the goal is, and you're more than welcome. You know, Watley, all these other shows around here always ask us to come on. We never do it. We ought to go out and do a run one day and do one of those things where we try to hit as many shows as we can in the course of a day or two. Just start walking indoors. Well, if um, you do our show on Saturday, you could stop by and hit cousin Brucey. He's on the same time. That's why we've become Hello, very, cousin. We've become very good friends. He, well, in fact, he wants to do a, a, an interview with us. He wants to come on our show in a real capacity. Oh God, I would love to have him on this show. I mean, cousin Brucey is a fucking legend. No, he seriously. is. He is. It, why I don't know, but he is an absolute <laughs> legend. Well, he's got the voice. He's got the voice. Hello, cousins. Well, he was there. You know, I mean, sometimes you're the guy there too. You yeah. Know what I mean, so he was there in the '60s when it was all fucking happening. Well, now Earl always talks about Muni, but wasn't cousin Brucey kind of the Beatles guy, the guy who really broke the Beatles in America, or was it Muni? I I don't know. Well, it was neither one of them, actually. They were just, you know, the New York things. I don't think either, uh, they would always say Alan Freed played oh. them first. But Muni was kind of the kid, and from the way I understand it, he was on the tarmac as the fucking plane landed with, like, a little thing like fucking Sam, like, hey, everybody, we're here to see the beat, you know? That's awesome. So he was kind of like the Sam at that time. And then it, when you see pictures of Muni... At WABC, he was dressed like a reservoir dog all the time. He was like, <laughs> yeah. Dick, like young Dick Clark, right? And then somehow, by the end of the seventies, he started to become like, "Hey, everybody, <laughs> here's a little something called Moby Grape playing for you." Well, he used to drink a lot. Um, is what Earl yeah. used to say. But um, that might change his voice. But I mean, he went from top forty to being at the first underground okay. station, and then that's when they would play the Beatles deep cuts. Ah, I see. You know where you would hear stuff. Hey, Bulldog, than, maybe. Yeah, uh, and even you know stuff. You know, because then we played top forty right. at WABC was just top forty hasn't changed that much. Where you know you you play the whole thing, and it was uh, really weird having Darlene Love in here yesterday to hear. Um, you know, you go over some of this stuff, and I, I kept talking to her walking down the hall, because I, I love to hear about the Wallace Sound stuff, the Phil Spector stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was the first person to play a song that went over three minutes. It was like the Righteous Brothers. And he's like, no, it can't. And this was like a, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, should we play this? It's great, but it's three minutes and five seconds. <laughs> the kids are going to change the dial. It's weird that they were that fucking yeah. tight ass, 
you know? Right. Well, there's Billy Joel sings about that in The Entertainer, right? Like, if you're going to make a hit, it's got to be 303 or something like that. Like anybody listens to the lyrics of the Billy Joel song, <laughs> The Entertainer. I listen to the lyrics. Good. I thought Anthony Nooley did that song <laughs> first because he covered it. I own the Entertainer. He <laughs> does it really Broadway. Uh, were you so happy to see the Long Island meets New Jersey uh, thing of Billy Joel playing with Bruce? Yeah, that was terrific. Have they ever done that before? Um, they did it once in um, 1988 for a, a huge Rock and Roll Hall of Fame jam mm -hmm. where they played uh, um, when I, Since I Saw You Standing There. And Billy took the lyrics and Bruce was on guitar, but there was like 50 people on stage. So it wasn't the... It wasn't the Bruce and Billy. Yeah. There was, I mean, like everyone, like Mick was on stage, George right. Harrison, Ringo, everyone was on stage. So I guess that doesn't count. Uh, and, you know, first, I don't know whether that whole Bruce versus Billy thing plays outside of the tri-state area. Probably doesn't. I don't know if anyone else would care. I'm sure people think they're exactly the same. But it was always that big New Jersey versus Long Island fight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Brian and Philly, you're on Run Fez. Hey, buddies. How you doing? Good. Hey, um, Fez, I'm, I'm absolutely stunned that you would spend more to tip your doorman than you paid for Ronnie B's Christmas present. What service exactly does your doorman provide that is valuable, more valuable to your life than what Ronnie B does for you? It's it's a completely different thing. Cash is impersonal. I'm just throwing him a card with cash in it. Ron, I try to think of a good gift for Ow! Cowbell in the arm! That's because I know you're bullshitting. That's because I know <laughs> you're just doing that passive-aggressive thing. Oh. Uh, here's Edwin. Edwin, you're on Ron and Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. How you guys yeah. doing? Hey, Fez, how long did you say you've been without uh, cable service? It'll be two weeks Saturday. Two weeks Saturday. That's actually extreme. I actually work for Comcast. What you need to do is if they've taken... What, what happens is in apartment buildings, they mislabel the cable sometimes, and they can't see which apartments they go to. So this happens. Uh, it's kind of partially on both parties. you got to make sure that Time Warner at least gives you a credit on your bill or gives you, like, free service of some kind. But here's the thing. He doesn't that. want a fucking credit on a bill. He wants his service. Yeah. That's the thing. You're not making me happier by acting like, oh, I'm giving you back the money. I, I, I had money. That's not why I fucking got this. I wanted the service. You know how you can fucking make it up to me? How? You can't! <laughs> You'll have to turn back fucking time so that the last two weeks will be fine for me. And... No amount of money takes care of this. And from what I understand, it will now never be fixed. What? Because they said, the Time Warner people said... Go to Verizon then. Pick Verizon. We have to go into the apartment above me to fix this. And so I'm getting with Bruno the doorman saying they need in those people's apartment. Right. Those people... that Time Warner says they have this policy. They can only go into an apartment if someone's there. These people said, we're never home. They can't come in. So they're denying... The guy has a key. They're denying well, access. Your fucking super has a key. Right, but Time Warner won't go in. So he to get the super to take him in. Yeah. I mean, if they smelled a dead body in there, they'd fucking go in. Right. This, this is a dead body. Right. It's all so much bullshit, and I didn't do anything wrong. I paid my bill, and I'm the one suffering. You, I didn't ask for any changes to my cable service. So, I am the one paying the price here. 
and I've got and I've got my dad reading the newspaper. That's insane. To that, us, to have this happening when oh. you have company, oh my god, would drive me fucking nightmare. Crazy. I, <laughs> to be honest, I've ruined. I feel like I've ruined their vacation. They wanted to come up to New York. They like the decorations. <laughs> you know, they want to walk around the city when it's all decorated. And I've got these two poor people here sitting there all day long waiting for the fucking cable, man. They're having the worst fucking vacation ever. I, f I can't tell you how guilty I feel. <laughs> well, then, you're wrong. You fucking let your parents down. What I always do is have everything perfect. But then again, I'm a good son. And it's not my fault. I didn't do anything to deserve. I mean, I'm just. Yeah, it's got to be something that you did. I don't know why these fucking horrible things happen. Uh, and you... now, and now they they say, And here's the thing with the Time Warner when the guy does come out and doesn't fix anything. Uh, what's the window? It's like a four to six hour window. Uh, here's and the you problem. Know, and you know it's always going to be closer to the rear end. Here's the problem. Now your parents. They'll probably tell you it's not so bad. Uh-huh. Behind your back, they're going, what is he doing up here? He doesn't even have cable. Right, yeah. I'm sure they're wondering if the if the bill didn't get paid. I'm sure that's run through their heads. I bet they're sure it hasn't. Not to mention why they are sitting there waiting for the cable guy. They've got nothing to do. It's not that big of an apartment. They're just sitting there looking at each other. And there's Manhattan across the river. And they can't do any of the stuff that thank they have you for planned. Admitting, uh, thank you for admitting that Manhattan is across the river. Well, Manhattan proper. There's no proper. It's just called Manhattan. Well, Roosevelt Island's part of Manhattan, too. Then why aren't they happy there? Because they can't do anything. They're, I've got them locked up in an apartment with the cat. And then, you know, I, and then I go to these people for help. I go to frickin' Time Warner... I go to the doorman, I go, you know, I've gone to two doormen on this, and I just have people telling me nothing can be done. I, I can't... Why can I, is my cable out Nothing and nothing can be done? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Here's the most ridiculous part of this. I cannot believe, on your parents' vacation, you have them waiting for a cable guy. Just let them go out and experience New York. They don't care about TV. They have it. Rent some fucking Netflix. Well, that's what I told them, and they and they they want to help. Well, you, they shouldn't even know these problems. You got to keep problems away from other people. Well, my dad likes to watch Sports Center, and then nothing comes on the TV. Right, he should be outside. Tell him if he wants to watch Sports Center, uh, go down to the fucking Today Show, go over ESPN Zone, enjoy yourself. You're in New York, Sean, Georgia, Ron Fez. Your parents are in New York City. Why would they need internet Probably and TV to sit around and watch? They they should be treat the motherfucker like Epcot and go to a different. They should Epcot, this son of a bitch. That's what you got to do to people from Florida is try to convince them it's a theme park. They can only they only get around so much before they tire out and they want to go back to the apartment. Hire then one there's of, nothing to do there for them. Hire one of those guys on the bikes with the little basket in the back <laughs> to go riding them around and point shit out. The pedicabs? Oh, what they're called. Tom pedicabs. You always run, die, and dream in the Tom pedicab. So this is all bad for you right now. It's, it's absolutely... I can't believe that their vacation got ruined like this. Well, their vacation got ruined when their son...
did not have a perfect vacation for them. Nothing's more important than giving to your parents. Who knows how long you're going to have those parents. Right. I mean, I don't know when they're going to get to, you know, walk around New York again. Well, they're not walking around now. Yeah, you've, barely. You've got them sitting in a fucking apartment waiting for a cable guy. <laughs> so here's your version of being in New York. You're in the middle of a bad sitcom. <laughs> Enjoy. And I don't deserve any of this. I know, pal. I didn't do any. I pay my bill. You do everything right. Yes, I do. With, uh, as far as cable goes. Now, you do everything right all the time. And things just happen to you. It's just something that I know happens. I don't do everything right. But... You do everything right. But sometimes bad things happen. But it's fucking stupid to have to put up with this shit. I feel like I have to move in order to get cable. <laughs> that might be a little extreme. You should have moved just to be in a better part of town, though. It's not right. It's not right that you put your parents up on Smallpox Island. I'm sorry that you feel bad. Maybe maybe this is... And more... I feel really guilty, and I feel bad for them. Oh, me too. And I'm pissed Finding off. Finding out your son has a secret? What are you pissed off about? I'm pissed off that everybody says, oh, uh, we've done everything I can. I hate the people that, I li that live upstairs from me, and I've never even met them. I hate their fucking guts. They're fatheads. You know what well, I? Do? We're never home. We're never home. You know what I? What I do when I need to relax when I get as tense as you? What? Watch Thirty Rock. It's on tonight. I be... can't. Why not? Looks funny. I have no cable. I have no TV. Did you call the cable company? Yes, and they've been out there twice now. With okay. hands in the air. This product that we fix, repair, and install, uh, we have no control over now. Mm -hmm. We have nothing we can have. There's nothing we can do about it. We are powerless before the cable gods. They said that? Because that would be crazy talk. What are they, pagans? They're idiots. And I could care less if the people upstairs want to switch their cable provider. Why do I have to pay for it? Hmm. Because they feel they want to upgrade. You know what? Here's the important thing. And this wouldn't be, this wouldn't be, I wouldn't be so upset and getting emotional about it Fuzzy. if my parents were sitting there. Forget that. Tell your parents that they can watch TV on the computer. There's plenty of sites out there. You can sit down and download your favorite shows. I don't have internet access. The computer is down, too. Did you call the uh, company? Yes, I called the company. They how'd, came out twice. How'd that work? They, oh, they were absolutely powerless against it, Ron. They were stumped by their own equipment. Like I was asking them to perform brain surgery. So you don't even know when you're getting it fixed? No, I'm not getting it fixed. Ever? No. You're going to live a life without cable and without computer. Yes, that's it. Because the people upstairs are never home. They're never around to let a cable guy in to re to reconnect something. Mm. And have Why did you ever switch from dial-up? That used to be your bit. <laughs> Remember, we always talked about dial-up. Yeah, see what you get? <laughs> see what happens? You want me to go over there and talk to the people upstairs? I need somebody to. The fucking, uh, what's the people upstairs name? I have no idea. All right, I'm going to give you something. Um, 
You, you don't even know their names, nothing about them? You've mm. never seen them? I've never met them. All right, I'm going to give you this and want you to tape it to the door. All right. Dear Fucksticks, I'll be back tonight to kill you and your fat wife first. Then I'll cut your dick off and shove it in her dead mouth. Fez Watley, a.k.a. Todd A. All right. All right. Uh, that's what I feel like doing. I'd love to cut his dick off. I'd like to cut everyone's dicks off right now. Put one in your ass and one in your mouth and just fucking sit here and have... Then you don't need cable. Finger cuff it. <laughs> be some entertainment. Finger cuff yourself. Um, I'd say write one of those checks of yours, but you don't have them anymore. You don't have a checkbook. This has been a bad year for you. Stuff keeps happening to you. Yes. Everything, everything's going out. Everything's going wrong. There's nothing. There's nothing that gets plugged in that works for me. Electronic banking, the internet, the cable. Toilet was clogged up for two days before I got someone to come look at that. Shits. Hmm. I'm sure that was the people upstairs, too, clogging everything up. Well, Fezzi, this is something that's going to make you feel better. What's that? You like headline news, right? You watch, oh, you don't have cable. I don't have cable at all. Well, it's the funnest thing. On, well, TV gets the headline news with Jay Leno. But radio gets the headline news with Dave Leno. It's from my local supermarket in Toledo. It's a picture of a bunch of uh, fresh tomatoes. But as you can see, we've digitally rearranged the tomatoes to say, I eat cum. It's like, whoa! It's like, hold the phone! What kind of fruit is that? Right, fella? It's like, thank you. Thank you very much. It's like, hey, I'm not eating that sticky, cummy fruit, right, man? You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, is tomato even a fruit? Now I think about it, or is it a vegetable? I mean, I don't really like to taste the cum. You know what I'm saying? Right, boys? Here's a headline from Walmart. It said, Big Sale. Harmless enough until I made one of my producers block the sign with a sign of his own that says, Feed me some dick. It's like, whoa! It's like, you know, what kind of sale is that? Right, gentlemen? You know what I mean? It's, a, it's, a, it's like, yeah, right. It's like, uh, you know, hi-oh. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's like, uh, whatever you're selling, I ain't buying because Jason doesn't need to pay for dick. Right, guys? You know, I get it on my own. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> This next headline is a Drew Brees helmet that I've duct taped a black dildo onto. It's like, whoa, what, what kind of quarterback is this guy? Right, fellas? You know? It's like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Woo! Thank you. Ow! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me shake your hand. Ow! Let me shake your hand right there. Woo! It's like this guy wants to sew for 400 yards and fuck my brother with his head while I shoot and post on YouTube. Right, man? You know? Thank you. Ow! Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's like, yo, how many endorsements is Drew Brees going to get with a plastic black dick on his head? And boy, will I buy all of those products. I mean, ew, right, dudes? You know what I mean? <laughs> the following headline is simply a photo of me standing naked in my garage petting my new motorcycle that's shaped like a cock. It's like, whoa! <laughs> it's like I ain't riding that thing, right, boys? Oh! <laughs> It's like, you know, it's like, hey, I don't care how fast the power 
awful it is. I don't want that thing between my legs unless no one is watching. <laughs> They'd love to get sucked by the motorized cock. You know what I mean, right, fellas? You know what I'm saying? Thank you. It's like I really wish I could fuck Scott Wolf, right, gentlemen? You know? Headline the fire engine that my uncle gave to me for Christmas when I was seven. And as you can see, I poured my own cum all over the little hose of the fire engine. It's like, whoa! It's like, hey, what kind of toy is this? Right, guys? You know what I mean? Thank you. It's like, maybe I'll shoot the miniature hose. It's like, maybe I'll shoot the miniature uh, hose full of cum into my wife's vagina while she's sleeping to put the fire out. Right, guys? You know what I mean? I know uh, Jim Norton fought Jesse Ventura, but I really like to suck uh, Jesse Ventura's cock, you know what I'm saying? Okay. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the sex headline is... Okay. Ow! Thank you. What a great audience you guys are being so far. Okay, we, have, we got one more headline. And uh, this, this, this last headline, the tattoo I get, uh, I got yesterday. That simply says, I want to jerk my dad off. It's like, whoa! It's like, what kind of tattoo is that? Right, guys? Thank you. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, what happened to the old anchor tattoo, right, man? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I don't really want to jerk my dad off again, right? Papa, my wrist is getting tired, you know? Hey, I'm Dave Well, This has been Headlines. Thank you very much, right? <laughs> Thank you very much. There's a lot of applause in that in this one. Thank you. Lots of, lots of applause. There he goes, Dave Leno. Fusing. Headlines. That's great. Normally, uh, I'm watching DVRs during that, but that was fucking great. Very, very good. All right, we got a break here. When we get back, uh, Hicks, something's been just driving you batshit insane. You said you, you can't put up uh, anymore and you wanted to pre-sell it. Uh, yeah, not that I follow basketball, but Ron Artest said some crazy shit yesterday. But it's coming out. That's every day. That's no, this is, some, this is some good <laughs> crazy shit. His nickname is Crazy Pills. Well, then I'm not fucking, I'm not signing off in, under any circumstances. <laughs> Crazy shit is going down. Ronnie Fez show. Ronnie B's gonna kill ya. Don't close your eyes, don't go to sleep. Ronnie B's gonna kill ya. Don't close your eyes, don't go to sleep. Ronnie B's gonna kill ya. Don't close your eyes, don't go to sleep. Ronnie B's gonna kill ya. Don't close your eyes, don't go to sleep. Ronnie B's gonna kill ya. Don't close your eyes. Don't close your eyes. Don't close your eyes. Ronnie B's gonna kill ya. He's gonna bash your brains in with the hammer. Gonna bash your brains in with the hammer. Gonna bash your brains in with the hammer. Gonna bash your brains. Gonna bash your brains. Gonna bash. Gonna bash your brains. Gonna bash your brains in. Gonna bash your brains, gonna bash your brains, gonna bash, gonna bash your brains, gonna bash your brains in with a hammer. The virus. Sirius 197, XM202. Ron and Fez. I feel good today, Salvador. We're gonna make some money. And you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go to that party, we're gonna get some pussy. I'm gonna fuck this bitch, I'm gonna fuck this bitch. I'll fuck anything that moves. Shit, yeah. Do that motherfucker owe me ten bucks? You know, fucking tonight we're gonna rip off this fucker's head, take out his fucking soul. Your mommy be trying to buy something, I'm gonna shit in the motherfucking bag.
Ron and Fez show. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. Exciting news. Uh, coming up a little later on in the show, we're going to have Carlito's Way weather. So you will get your weather report today uh, brought to you by the good folks at Carlito's Way. Um, the Golden Orphans had some problems. What's going on with you, big man? Uh, yeah, uh, Ron Artest is, say, is coming out of the new sporting news that he would no, would usually drink Hennessy in between fucking half times in games. He would go to the liquor store before the game near that's near the stadium, pick up a bottle of Hennessy, and then drink it. And when he was uh, not playing, yeah, uh, he fucking played like he was drinking Hennessy. <laughs> uh, do you believe anything Artest has to say now, Dave? Uh, I believe this story because he, he's always reportedly been a big drinker. Is that right? Yeah, he, he, there's been a lot of you know rumors and stuff that Artest hits the sauce very, very hard. Um, and I, I do believe it, but it, it doesn't. It's not something that's really that big of a deal to me. A lot of uh, athletes have played drunk over the years. Yeah, I mean David Wells threw the perfect game where he was more than just hungover. He was, as he said, still half in the bag. Still from the night before? Yeah, because I mean he went. It was a day game. It was a day game at one o'clock, and he had been up till seven, eight in the morning. You just can't get sober in the, in fucking four hours if you've been drinking since you know midnight till eight in the morning. It's not going to happen. And he went out there and pitched a perfect game. And, you know, the uh, the Packers' first Super Bowl, I forget the guy's name, but the tight end, he yeah. was, remember, he was very famous for being still kind of half drunk. Ruth was half drunk all the time, so was Mickey. And what about you? Came to work not too long ago. Oh, right. Still stinking drunk oh, from the oh. night before after falling asleep on your baby. <laughs> exactly. I think it happens, you know. All right, the Irish-Italian, uh, no, the Italian-American group, uh, Unico, is their name? Uh, they're out against the film, uh, the TV show, Jersey Shore, and uh, MTV. And this doesn't happen very much anymore. But MTV has stood up to them and said, "Hey, this isn't just about Italian Americans, but about the youth culture itself." The Italian American group said, "No minority should have to sit and look at themselves stereotyped like that." even if the people doing the stereotyping are happy to play along. Uh, I believe it's tonight. The show starts Jersey Shore. Dave, you live on the Jersey Shore. Will you be watching this? Absolutely, 150%. I'm going to be getting steak sandwiches just to watch the show tonight. Any cheese balls? I'll be getting cheese balls and steak sandwiches. Let me ask you something. Will you be standing in line or walking right up <laughs> since you know everybody? I own this place. I, I go right to the front. That guy is so much like Fred Brooklyn. It's unbelievable. Uh, I said the same thing. And other people said Lee Mills. And I go, I see what? <laughs> well. I, I, go, I, I see a lot more Fred Brooklyn <laughs> than Lee Mills to me. But, um, no, this is what we've been waiting for. That guy was Tommy Cheeseballs. Mm -hmm. And he was in the very famous MTV True Life in 2003. So we've been waiting six years for a whole show. We didn't understand why MTV, when they had that goal, didn't do it. Finally, they're doing it. And the point, this Unico thing, these people, this is who they are. These aren't characters. This isn't a fucking scripted show. I know reality shows aren't real, but this is right, but these are if, kids. If you took If we had a documentary on Pitsy and yeah. his family, you can't get mad at the people shooting Pitsy and his family. No, but let's say this. We do casting, we find uh seven really over the top gay guys crying, you know, acting weird, you know, really the extreme. 
gay people would probably get mad at that. I don't know. I mean, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was pretty gay no, stereotype. No, but those guys were respectable. Well, Carson was like, oh, But crancy. respected in their fields. Well, the they were little, experts. The, the little guy wasn't. Oh, he was culture. What does that <laughs> even mean? You, well, you would know if you had a TV and a computer. <laughs> That's how you make it to culture. I thought that Carson guy was very over the top. I mean, yeah, they were over the top, but they they weren't worthless. Well, listen, you know? MTV, this is no different than the real world. MTV always casts stereotypes. They cast an angry black guy. They cast, you yeah, know. Yeah, but does that make it right? It, it it makes it right if they're not asking the people to change. It's not like they're 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 getting Joe Smith and saying, okay, now instead of being Joe Smith, all you're right, Grant, Joey, you know, point. Bachaluka, you know what I mean? I right, said, so Fez, you're disagreeing with him. Yeah, yeah, it's the you know it's the term Guido that's being thrown around that this group doesn't like. But I I well, it's called Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. We were originally called uh, told it was called Guido Beach, but that's just a nickname that the kids are giving. The it. kids give that to themselves. The, the kid goes, "I'm proud to be a Guido." I mean, if the guy's going to say that, then we're allowed to call him a Guido. It's not you know that's what the guy says. But, it, it, but, but let me just give this to, to Dave. Uh, this would be like being mad at CBS for letting a young rapper um, use the N-word. You know what I'm saying? Like, that mm -hmm. would be up to that individual person, yes or no. How is it going to be MTV's fault? Well, I, I think that MTV is a little bit more, you know, looser than a lot of the networks. And I, th I think that MTV can get away with it. It's on at 10 o'clock. And this is what the show is about. But you were just saying that if they use the term, then it's okay for everyone to use it. If the young yeah. rapper was using the N-word, you wouldn't feel comfortable to use it. Well, uh, that doesn't mean that that person can't. Would you really go around to young rap kids and say, I want you calling yourself an N? That ain't my job. Right. I'm not there to tell them what to call themselves. And I'm not uh, going to go around calling people guidos. Here's Ryan. Ryan, uh, uh, I actually... One of my best friend's name was Guido when I was growing up. <laughs> Why? That's his real name. That's a name. Guido is a name. <laughs> his name was Guido DeMeo. We had no idea it was any. We were like, hey, Italian name. It didn't have that. It only was like a couple years ago that it started to be Guido. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you're a What's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, Dave, I completely disagree with you. I'm, I'm from Central Jersey. I'm Italian. And just every time somebody depicts Italians from New Jersey, it's all these this they go trash. It's all they show. You know, I went to school, I got an education. You know, I'm Italian, but I'm not like that. And I just think it, it just it's bad for. This is not what they're for, depicting. They're, they're from New Jersey. They're depicting Northern New Jersey Italians who come down to the Jersey Shore for the summer, and that fits the fucking bill. If you've been to Seaside Heights and or it, Point and, Pleasant, and let's be honest here, it only fits one part of it. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Just like. Um, the Tony Monero movie with John Travolta. That was one small subculture in Brooklyn that loved to dance. Right. They took that thing. There was no reason for everyone to say this represents all Italians, but it did represent Italian disco kids. And really, these kids that they call Guidos now are just Italian disco kids. Yeah, yeah. This has true. been around for 40 years. True. I mean, they all hit the clubs that they definitely are the, very similar to the disco and it, kids. I mean, that was 77 that he was doing, oh, my hair, my, you know, it was the, it's the same bit. If anything, they just work out more. Right. And, yeah, I mean, I am from the Jersey Shore. Literally, Spring Lake is a beach town. Mm -hmm. And if they I'm can't... From, Go ahead. I'm from Marlboro, and it's, you know, it's, it's not... It's, I don't know, I just, I disagree with it. I just think, you know, I think if any other group was depicted like this, there'd be a lot more 
there'd be a lot more outcry. There's a little bit. I'm surprised that there is this much over this. Right, but but let, I let's, think it'd be more. Let's be honest here. If you're going to see a white person from the South, right, they tend to be the redneck type. Yes. <laughs> and that's because that is funny and entertaining to people. You don't. Do you really think MTV could have a show with seven kids like Ryan at the shore, studying, doing their work, going out, enjoying the beach, and coming back at night without being drunk? That'd be boring. It, it, it's not going to be a show, Ryan. You got to have the weird extreme kids. It's boring. That's true. And Ron Paul, I agree. Yeah, it probably makes for entertaining television. Yeah. But it's just I'm not like outraged to the point where you know I'm going to march or anything. It's just I don't know. It, you know, you go out of state and you you know you say, "Oh, you're from New Jersey." Oh, what actually, you know, it's, it's well, funny. that has, and it's only been the last couple years, probably since the the Gotti kids were on TV. That and now you go on YouTube and you start to see all the Guido kids. And I know it because Hicks sends me the videos. <laughs> uh, so it's got popular to the kids around the country laughing about it. Right. But in the same way, it's not that far different from, let's say, a Larry the Cable Guy or something, you know? It's just an extreme stereotype. Or most of the black comics. Yeah. You, you don't look at a black comic. You don't look at the movie Friday and says that rap represents all black people, you look at the movie Friday and you laugh your ass off. Then you look at next Friday and you go, oh, it's not as good. <laughs> but those are characters in a movie. These people are like... Real. Uh, are showing, you know... That's are, my are, point. You have more of a beef with a character in a movie than you do if you bring in seven real fucking people. But this is exploiting stereotypes for entertainment purposes. Who's doing the exploiting? MTV is. But these kids... But they are running a reality show. They're pointing cameras at somebody. This was, Let's say I was to take a documentary about a transvestite. Uh-huh. Would I be exploiting the transvestite or giving the transvestite a chance to fucking, you know, appear on TV? And does that transvestite then have to represent all transvestites? Why can't they just represent themselves? And this show was voluntarily. I mean, these kids, they applied to go to this show. It's not like MTV is, you know, having hidden cameras capturing them and putting them on a, on a show. Uh, here's Ralph in Delaware. You're my Fez. Hey, Ryan, I'll be here before you feel uh, My grandfather's name was Guido, and his brother was named Medio. Straight from, straight off the boat, as they say. Bunch of dudes. I, dudes. I, I have no problem with it at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of proud of it. Uh, you know, here's the weird deal, though, and this is what happens with the Italian-American League. This is a show I would not be watching. I don't watch anything on MTV. They do all the, uh, my black asses get married, you know, I just, I find it, uh, you know, hideous across the board. The who's in love with, it's just yeah. terrible. I just think it's god-awful. And yet, I guarantee you, I will watch the at least the first episode of this Guido thing, because you brought it to my attention. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely going to check it out. And they just, they, they made a lot of people and tune you, in. And you can't say, Fuzzy, that this is 
not the same as the black girls slapping each other because somebody's on a dating show. I don't even understand the name of them. Mm -hmm. But they all keep spinning off forever love and... I don't know what they're doing there. Yeah. But, but they're all just grabbing ass to be on TV. But I don't understand Dave because he's always talked about, oh, if someone says Jersey smells, that's a stereotype. He doesn't want Jersey looking bad. That's Th a good point. This is a bunch of guys and girls that are making Jersey look like a bunch of lunkheads. Uh, well, hold on. This is the trailer? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Drop the lights a little bit so I can get a nice look at this. I get a lot of glare here. Uh, this is Jersey Shore. It's going to be on TV tonight. Yeah. Jersey Shore! I love Guido! There's no way I'm going to Jersey without my hair gel. I am like a praying mantis. After I have sex with a guy, I will rip their heads off. This is the situation right here. My eyes are so ripped up, if you call it the situation. First impression <laughs> is everything. The bank account can be low, but you always have to look fresh. I like it! hate on me all you want to, but what can you possibly say to somebody that looks like Rambo pretty much with his shirt off? Your number one mission is to go out and find the hottest Vito and take him home. I am the Kim Kardashian of Staten Island, baby. Yeah, this is it right here. Hello! Party's here! We are here to, like, blow this place apart. It's on the chair. Let's get it popping. Woo! I'm a good-looking, well-groomed Italian who's very, very good with the uh, ladies. <laughs> You shouldn't come here with a boyfriend because it's just suicide. Where to God? There's a love triangle here. For me half the night, and you my boy the other half the night. I'm a single girl. I'm free. I think we've seen enough. I let's just say this though, in Dave's defense here for Jersey. It looks like the entire bridge and tunnel is going to be represented: Staten Island, Long Island, Brooklyn. If you got to come into Manhattan by bridge or tunnel. Your show should be Jersey Shore. And, Fez, you can't say that these kids don't remind you of a Saturday night in New York. Mm -hmm. It's the well, see? Then what is your beef? <laughs> they do exist. It's a Saturday night in New York. And I never said that I'm not pr I find these people amusing. I found Tommy Cheeseballs to be very amusing. Um, yeah, you know. but amusing to laugh with or at? Laugh yeah, at. to laugh at stereotypes. Laugh at. But you know they're but they're they're harmless. I mean, there's so many different types of people in New Jersey. Yes, I wouldn't want everyone to think this is what New Jersey is. But at the it same is. time, that's 100 percent New Jersey. Well, you're you're right. They haven't showed the annoying juice. <laughs> so that we not only have annoying Italians, we have annoying juice. There's Irish people in New Jersey as well. All right, there's some blacks too, mainly. <laughs> so what's your point? My point is this show is going to be terrific. Um, this is definitely a show to, to watch. Fezzi, what would you want the show Jersey Shore to be? I mean, if you're going to make a real-world Jersey Shore, that's one thing. They're not. They're calling it Jersey Shore. Right, but they don't have to keep using the term Guido. That's them doing it. Right, yeah. They call themselves Guido. The girl says, That's I like if a black me. kid says, I'm a gangster. No, they're not gangsters. That's a fucking slang that they use. You're not a gangster, motherfucker. The girl said, I love me some Guidos. I don't know why she became Terrell Owens all of a sudden, but that's what she said. So there you go. I why mean, wouldn't she? You see, he's ripped. He's fucking Rambo here. <laughs> look at this. They can say anything they want, but look at my Rambo stomach. The situation. I call it the situation because <laughs> it is a situation. You see me? Look at my head. You got Rambo. Boom. Hey, hey. You got you. Vietnam. Viet fucking hey, now. Shooting cotton candy. Jamal. 
You're on running Fez. Yeah, what's up? Um, what's up, Ronnie B? I just wanted to say one thing. Only one of those kids is actually from Jersey. Everyone else is from, like, Staten Island or hey. Long Island. Hey! Come on, hey, we go for Brooklyn, hey! Hey, situation, hey. take it over the bridge. Situation, where's Lou Dobbs? Go hey. across to get a gangplank get the Staten Island! Yeah, Staten Island, well, I-95. Fez, maybe it's my corny background. Uh-huh. But if I say if you've you got a freak... Charge you a couple bucks, get people come in, take a look at them. I would do anything to live in uh, Guido House or whatever. I would. I would. This is a, this is great. You could be the old man of Guido House. <laughs> oh. I don't know what's wrong with my situation. I, I, my situation <laughs> is not over my belt. Let me explain you something. Yeah. Definitely pull out. I got two kids. These are the same kind of people who bitch about mob candy. <laughs> they don't understand mob candy. That's the candy that the mob enjoys. The rings, the cars, the coats, the jewelry, the fire. <coughs> Would you feel better if it was Vegas, Summer? <laughs> I, I, I wish I had known the, the, they were filming. I would have done a run-in. I would have Facebooked Tommy Cheeseballs and go, let's both of us do a run-in. Apparently you don't have the abs for it. <laughs> no, I don't. Why are you mad? Why has this made you angry? What? How have you moved over? Guidos have the right to marry, so it's not a big deal for you. It's an offensive show using an offensive term, and it's being passed off as entertainment. You could take one of those fucking uh, young men and put him in a thing that looks just like my brother-in-law. At the same age, my brother-in-law would fucking sit there and hair, with a fucking hairdryer for fucking six hours. So should Chris Stanley and I not call each other Mix? Because we're both Irish, of Irish heritage, I should say. I didn't know Stanley was a Mick. Oh, he's big time. He's got the black Irish. Look at him. When you look at him, he's got the bald one thing. I see the black. I don't see the Irish. That's <laughs> the big nostrils. No, he's got the black Irish, the Alec Baldwin type look. My brother-in-law and his friends, they started a fucking boy band, but never really did it. Just had the pictures taken, made up a name. So when they went out, they're telling people this is who we are, That's blah, awesome. blah, blah. Fucking chicks are like, yeah, I'm with one of the Bayway boys. Awesome. <laughs> All they got done was the 8x10s. How could no one else have thought of that? Yeah. Fuck. Well, to be totally honest, I think they thought they were starting a boy band. <laughs> but they really didn't work on anything but the hair and the 8x10s. And they spent a lot of money on the 8x10s. And I'm not kidding you. He'd always have uh, crazy pussy. To this day, he's got crazy pussy coming in and going out. And I God thought, I also thought that Fez watched the Growing Up Gotti show. And it's pretty damn yeah, I similar. I thought you liked the guy. I thought you used to jack to the Gottis. Yeah, those, I, that's a family that this we're looking the at. same thing. They do the same with the hair gel and the... You know what I think you hate about so this? So you think that scene we saw in the preview where the kid has one suitcase, a giant box filled with bottles of hair gel. You think that's real? Yeah, I do. I that think MTV that's didn't manipulate that to manipulate a stereotype even more. Well, but the growing up Gotti's, like, all of a sudden they're skydiving. It's like, they wouldn't have come up with that shit on their own. MTV puts them in these physical competitions. Or, I mean, A&E. Uh, &E. Is the reason why you hate this show is because you ain't got no TV, Fezzy. <laughs> I won't be watching it tonight for one reason or another. Mainly, there's no cable. Why don't you take a bath with your mom and dad like you did last <laughs> night? Or Did go back not. to Virgil's. Oh, Mom and Dad, let me t show you a place I found for you. <laughs> Virgil's. Did you have mint juleps last night? No, I did not. Oh. He's not allowed to drink in front of his family. Uh, Joey, Howard Beach. Hey, what's up, fellas? Yeah. 
Hello? Yeah. Hey. Basically, what I wanted to say is I grew up in Howard Beach, predominantly Italian neighborhood. I guess from a distance, you'd call me a Guido. And I don't get why anybody's offended at this. They're out there. If anybody, if anybody should be offended, it's Italians that these people exist. Not that they're putting them on TV. They're entertaining. I go out and I watch them and I laugh at them and tell you the truth. Being in the club with these guys and that's your competition, hooking up is easy. Yeah, there are people who play up to the stereotype. It's fun for them. Absolutely. That's why I don't get the outrage. You know, it's 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 not offensive to me. And, let me, and let me tell like you. I said, I look like a Guido, I guess. Fezzi, I want you to check out a site on the Internet. Go to, the, oh, that's right. You ain't got no internet, Fezzi. Nope. <laughs> Got no internet. You got I, no internet. I got a worthless yes. computer. No connection. Got no connection to the web. I can still play free cell on it. That's about all it is. KP, you're my face. Let me go over to Andy in Jersey Shore. Andy. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? Um, Good. Look, I'm originally from West Patterson, North Jersey, and I live down, uh, actually right next to Spring Lake, and uh, everyone down here fucking hates the idea of the show because they think it's not the real Jersey Shore, but coming from North Jersey and going down the shore in the summer, that's how it is. Right. It definitely Bottle is. Bottle of hair gel and the suitcase, fuck yeah. Well, it's that, it's that area of the Jersey Shore. Spring Lake, you're not going to have any of these people and you're not going to have an interesting show, most likely. Joe Pesci but, goes to Spring Lake Beach. But guess what? Go down to Wildwood and you'll get the fucking Philadelphia Guidos there. It's just... Yeah. It's an Italian... It's ethnic kids... At that fucking age. No one got mad at fucking Welcome Back Cotter. It's the same shit. He was playing a Guido on there. Fonzie was a Jewish Guido. Fonzie. Yeah. A Jewish kid playing Arthur Fonzarelli. Well, I mean, there's like, there, you know, there's Tom Arnold hosts that show, you know, My Redneck Wedding. Still? You're not, you still. And you're, you're, you're not going to have a show called, like, you know, My um, Upstanding Southern Citizen Wedding. Yeah, you got to have the freaks to get the fucking laughs. That's it, period. So it's, this is, this is very standard. It's almost in, in, in a but way. But if an telling... ethnic group is saying this is offensive, is it still worth getting the laughs? These well, people are well, tight asses. Uh, who, who, who made them the fucking head of the ethnic group? What gives them the right to speak for an ethnic group? You want to fucking talk about stereotyping? Is someone saying, I'm Italian-American, so I can speak for all Italian-Americans? <laughs> We're not seeing them as a bunch of Americans with their own opinions? Right. That's fucking bizarre to act like a group fucking... It's the same thing. Al Sharpton from New York, he should speak for a fucking black guy in St. Louis... Or Orlando, right. or Wyoming. Well, there's no black people in Wyoming, but you get the point that I'm making. Yeah. I mean, just the accepting someone, someone having the balls to say we're a watchdog ethnic group. <laughs> for who? <laughs> I don't need you to watch out for fucking me. Not that I'm Italian, but you get my point. And what do they want to do? Shut down the Sopranos? That hires more Italian-Americans than everyone else? Shut down Mob Candy? That shows us the different type of look at some of the look at some of the ads in Mob Candy. Mm -hmm. Is uh, liquors? Oh, I like that cigars. Oh, you could smoke them. Products. Oh, products. Products are here. They're so useful. Products. All in Mob Candy. This situation. Um, eight six six run zero fez. Here's Phil on the Jersey Shore.
Hey, Gabagoo, Chindan, the Fiamasqua. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> I think this show should be called Not Jersey Shore, even though it's taking place on the Jersey Shore, it should be called Benny's. And I don't know what Dave's interpretation of Benny's. I've heard multiple interpretations, but... North Jersey and New Yorkers who come to the Jersey Shore. Yeah, well, yeah, Bayonne, Edison, Newark, New York. And I can't tell you how many cars I see around here that say local or Benny's go home. They come down, they clog up the streets, they make a ruckus. I mean, it's just a nightmare in the summertime in Delmar. Yeah, but guess what? You have fucking hotels there. They fuel. You rent places. Uh, the shore they has always been for tourism. And they fuel those towns, absolutely. Belmar exists 365 days a year because yeah. the Bennies, as that guy says, go there. Yeah. And they I hit remember, that place up. Uh, I remember, well, I used to spend the summers on an island, and my dad was the mayor, and one year, this our sheriff, he tried to shut down the beach on 4th of July weekend. And my, my dad's like, no, everybody go to the beach, kids. Come on, let them see you swimming. <laughs> and then later a kid got eaten, but it was in a little lake. It was kind of like a stream that goes back to a lake. Come yeah. on, take your kids out there on the lake. Everybody get out there. Amityville means fun. I don't even know what Might have been Jaws. Whatever. Sounds like it. Whatever. The point of the story is this. Let these Italian kids go down there, take care of the hair. Take care of the situation. The situation. It's this guy. the show. It's on MTV. It's not for you to watch, Fez. I'm not you, going to. You, well, you can't. You don't have cable. You ain't got no cable, Fez. It ain't for anybody's parents to work, work watch, or the Italian-American thing. Do you know, like, did they used to fucking say about Dick Clark, how disgusting showing kids dancing together when they should be doing their chores. There's a black girl dancing next to a white girl. Wait, they switch partners now, a white boy's dance. They all acted like the world was fucking ending. <laughs> and they went out of their way to say, these don't represent the real kids. <laughs> it's a fucking TV show with kids being kids. Part of being a kid is being as stupid as fuck. There's a lot of different types of kids in this country. This Most, is just this one The only of thing kids have in common, in, in common at all, is they got jello for brains. <laughs> Here's something I won't get to watch this weekend. It's Robin Williams and his brand new exclusive HBO stand-up special, Robin Williams' Welp Weapons of Self-Destruction. It's going to be on this Sunday night, that's December 6th at 9 p.m. in the East, 8 p.m. Central, and only on HBO. Uh, can I watch it on any of the other cable channels? No, nope, only on HBO. Can I watch it on IFC? No. Ovation? Nope. HBO? Yes. HBO 2? No. Huh? Only on HBO this Sunday night. HBO 2. Not on this Sunday night, you can't. Not even three hours later? Um, I will check a listing, but How? it's only How? on you HBO. You ain't got no cable, Fez. I got you nothing. ain't got no TV, you ain't got no cable. Wow. And I'm going to miss this. This is his fifth solo HBO stand-up special. He has, and it's his uh, first tour in the last six years. That's what the special is. It's his this is his first time out, Fezzy, since the new heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the tour had to get postponed due to the heart surgery. He picks it up, and now this is the accumulation of the tour that was taped in front of a live audience in D.C.'s uh, Constitution Hall. You know, you're saying you watch this on TV. It ain't TV. It's HBO. It's HBO, which stands for Home Box Office. It turns your home into a box office. And when you see this guy up there talking, 
And if you don't know who he is, he's Mark for Mark. He's on every uh, ABC every week as Mark for Mark. You're going to hear him using salty language because HBO is an Excel uh, channel. And you can also see his new movie co-starring John Travolta in theaters now, Old Dogs. Old dogs were nothing but old dogs. It's the exclusive HBO comedy Can I ask you a question? Yes. How old are those dogs? And are they old in dog years? They're, uh, they're getting up there. It's the exclusive. Don't tell me one of those old dogs dies. No. It's the exclusive oh, HBO. ruined it for me. I wanted to have that feeling. It's a comedy event this weekend on HBO. Robin Williams, Weapons of Self-Destruction. This Sunday night, December 6th, 9 p.m. in the East, 8 p.m. Central, and only on HBO. Does he ask anyone where they're from or what they do for a living? I don't think he does. Because I love that. You get to find out where people are from, what they do for a living. And then you run off on that. <laughs> Hey, look who it is, Mafia Life, Chris. Chris. Holy. Hey, guys, what's hey. going on? Hey. I'm out, I'm out shopping. Hey. And uh, I'm hearing uh, Mafia Life uh, impersonations, and I'm getting text messages saying uh, that uh, you guys are talking about this. Hey. Jersey Shore thing that's yeah. going on. Uh, do you hate it, uh, Chris? You want this show shut down? No, this show. Of course not. If I want that show to shut down, then... That means that, that I want, you know, my own show to shut down. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's not the case. No, really. What's your show? What's your show? Well, we got something in the making. Hey! Uh, hey, 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 hey. hey! We got something with Mob Candy in the making. Uh, and, breaking uh, news. Mm. You know, so about... That's candy that the mob enjoys. These guys infuriate me, Ron. I want to throw cement boots on them and throw them in the river. That's breaking the stereotype. Why does you he know? have to break the stereotype? Why does anyone have to break their stereotype? That it's a negative thing that Italian-Americans kill people? They don't know. The, 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 what Using cement? Is. The next time they, All Americans kill people. The next time they get into their car, Ron, I want them to turn the switch and the car blows up. How's that a negative stereotype? Ain't no stereotype there. Hey. Oh, oh, they do infuriate me, though. Nine pinky rings. They don't know anything about entertainment. You know, I, I, why can't I cater to my own audience, right? The mob enthusiasts are the people that like the game and the, the website and all that stuff. Now, uh, and, and that's my audience. So when I put something out there, I want it to be... Now, let me ask you the truth, Fezzi. I'm being totally honest here. Mm -hmm. huh? Is Chris a stereotype or a person? He's a stereotype. He's a person. I know Chris. He acts like this. He talks like this. And look what his business is. Is uh, pretending he's in the mob. He's not making anything up. <laughs> it's fantasy, you know. The game is fantasy. The, uh, the 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 TV show that we're hoping to put out is a, is entertainment. The magazine is all about mm. uh, the politics and the entertainment of, of the of the the mob, and and people like that stuff. They dig it. You know? That's right. It's, there's nothing uh, phony about it, and 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 even the tr truth of the matter is. I don't really, you know, I don't pretend to to be in the mob. I just put out products. That is that your. That, 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 that is all your products. People. Pretending to be in the mob. Well, no, they, they they just cater to an audience that enjoys watching, hearing, and 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 uh, I guess. But you act like it's a bad thing, Fuzzy. Aren't all of our favorite movies, Goodfellas, Bronx mm -hmm. Tale, 
Godfather. Godfather trilogy minus one. Oh, I like the third. What about the Wanderers? <laughs> no one ever brings that up. All right, Chris. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Your, your debater kind of ran out of steam here. He didn't know what to say next. All right, we're going to take a break. Davey Mike, something's been driving you batshit insane. You said you wanted to get off your chest. Oh, God. I just have a lot of, lot of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have something that... Uh, okay, well, um, my wife, mm -hmm. she says uh, I see ghosts all the time. You right? do see ghosts? No, she says she sees ghosts all the time. And I go, wait, okay. Wait, hold on. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> go ahead. And I go, all right, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then I was saying that I definitely believe in aliens. And everyone in the room laughed at me and said, you're fucking retarded. And I go, how can, what, why is liking ghosts more acceptable than liking aliens? Medication time. <laughs> Chop medication time. I'm not saying that they're, that was the argument. It just frustrated me because everyone looked at me like, Come on, don't be stupid. I go, no, there probably are extraterrestrials out there. Do you think he's stupid, Fez? Do you think he's a dumb idiot? Yeah, I think so. All right, we'll come back to that as soon as uh, this break is over. Also coming up, Carlito's Way Weather. It's the <laughs> Ron and Fez Show. When I woke up this morning, I felt like shit. I was so fucking hungover. My arm was numb as I slept on a long I could barely breathe. Then I remember, holy fuck, my whole family's in jail. I gotta get them out. Ah, buddies. We're on a fez on a weekday. Uh, when we last checked in with our own Eastside Dave McDonald, he said to us, his family laughed in his pale, fat face <laughs> because... The fez would hurt that time. I'm sorry. More than pale? I'm yeah. just trying to paint a picture. <laughs> right. I think wonderfully. <laughs> well, I have to for Fez because he don't have a TV. He don't <laughs> see a moving picture like we do. And never will again. Thanks, Time Warner. <laughs> you don't think you're ever going to get your cable? <laughs> I was told last night this can never be fixed. I told what you do. Call the new people. Yeah. Call the new people and ask if they want to make a sale. Yeah. Or just call Verizon. Yeah, call Verizon. Call Verizon. Call oh, Verizon and say, I want to, yeah, fuck Time Warner's I, I, up. I had Time Warner when I lived in Brooklyn. I hate him. Hate him. I go to Time Warner Center for lunch. I love it. Great restaurants. Yeah, but that's different. What am I going there today? I don't know what to do. I'm thinking about sushi tonight, though. If I get a place on the east side, I won't tell Watley because he runs off exactly after he gets taken somewhere. <laughs> he doesn't have a fucking idea of his own. We're going to go to Virgil's. Let me, let me. Nice to have things that are tested. Yeah, but did you give anybody else credit, or did you just say you have found Virgis? That's HTG's place, and you just take your folks there without even so much as a, a hi, how do you do? <laughs> uh, and I swear to God, Fez, she predicted last night. And I go, no, he'll he go with his parents. He's not going to take them out for fucking ribs. He'll whoop the street at one of the boring, you know, places on 57th that he's been a million times. <laughs> nope. Virgil's. <laughs> make... And guess what, Fez? What? When you are such a simpleton, you make an ass out of you and me. Because I bet money in the other direction. I don't think that's how the phrase works, but I understand what you're saying. Still. Uh, so, who did you tell you believed in aliens? It was uh, Thanksgiving Day, my and my family was all gathered around, and I don't know how the topic came out, but my wife's like, oh yeah, when I was like a little girl, I used to see a ghost. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I thought I was in an episode of X-Files or what, but I thought we were kind of in a supernatural conversation. So I go, yeah, well, yeah, and, you know, we, people were talking about their ghost stories and whatnot. And I go, yeah, I mean, ghosts probably exist, but um, even more than ghosts, I'm pretty sure that UFOs exist. Like, the more I think about it, and I've been inspired kind of by V, and the more we're looking at this technology, which is so ridiculous, that it's it just all the pieces are falling into the fact that we, we've gotten some kind of probably alien technology. And I said that because I, I believe in extraterrestrial life, everyone just literally mocked me. And I go, wait a second. So three or four people in this room can say they've seen ghosts, but I can't say I believe in aliens? No, there's a big difference. You said, I, I believe in aliens. Now, if you make that statement, we can't. Uh, credit or discredit it because we don't know, but we can look out there in a gigantic universe right. and say <laughs> somewhere in the universe, it's not hard to imagine other life. That's fine. Yeah. You didn't say that. You act like they're fucking doing deals with Sony right now. Well, I do believe that we've probably been visited, and yes, like one and, of their ships crashed, and this is true, this is what I believe, one right. of their ships crashed, but Area 51, it, now we're using that technology for iPods and shit. And how are we keeping that shit quiet? And they, Government. They came, why would the government keep it quiet? Because they would panic people that we've been visited by, by you know, aliens. And so, they keep giving us technology... That improves every couple of years. They're just doling it out Not slightly. Not the aliens. They're we're still they're dead. We're still living off of their ship that uh, crashed in here. So the the aliens, their ship crashed. Exactly. It had iPods and cell phones on it. That didn't have them in it. But we ha- we were able to. Our scientists were able to look at their technology and go, "Holy shit, we can use this to make." But you're stuff. saying that without historically going down and seeing if this all follows along. That this is like transistor technology right. into the early computer technology. I mean, you can see human beings making these discoveries. There suddenly hasn't been like uh, the floating car or some new fuel that blows everybody's mind. The technology moves along at its pace. Yeah, but I mean, like microchips kind of popped out of nowhere. They didn't. You would only say that if you didn't go back. There's tons of books written. On how these chips came in, and who are the people are who worked on them, and how far and how hard. There's, there's more stuff written about the Silicon Valley than any business in history. But here's my point: is that this, it's fine because if those things, you know, had, uh, um, if those things were evolved, okay, if that technology but, evolved, it, it evolved because our scientists didn't understand the alien technology so it took them slow slowly but these are all guys working in garages that come up with this it's not some big dark corporation we find out there's david bowie the man who fell to earth behind it all then if you said oh look this one company came out with nine or ten places from different fields and put it together i would start to believe you but you can see how the japanese are working on robots year by year by year it gets stronger and better there's not this. It started. That's from why they they laughed at you because you made a statement based on watching V. Well, 
what, more what, than anything else. What do they have to prove about ghosts? That's what was my point. They, it, it was it was a, a pretty decent comparison. This is what I believe. This is what you believe. How dare they fucking mock me when they're talking about I saw this ghost? I, see, who, who, was, saw this who was they? Who was mocking you? My wife and my brothers, because my brothers had ghost stories of their own. Like, we saw a ghost when we were 10 I, in our, our house in Pennsylvania. It wasn't that long ago you were worried that your wife was having an affair with your brothers, right? You thought that they were texting each other too much or something? Well, I say, I, that's, I don't know if I ratchet up to affair, but yes, the, 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 the texting and emails were too much. Too much. And, um, and just other people in the room. My uncles thought that he had seen a ghost when he was a boy. Um, and it, 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 they, these stories sound insane. They thought they saw revolutionary ghosts in Pennsylvania. Right, here is Shane in Canada. You're on Run Fez. Hey, guys. Hey, I don't know how Dave, where's he been sleeping for 20 years? He thinks that we've made these huge leaps in technology. 15 years ago, my first cell phone was the size of a brick. Speaking of monsters, they could have killed people with it. Now they're maybe, what, what a quarter of the size they were 20 years ago, and he thinks that aliens had to be involved in this great leap in technology? Yeah, the, 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 first, the first cell phones was basically the same size as a telephone booth. It was like you picked up a telephone booth yeah. and you're carrying it down the street. I remember. But you know what? I didn't even think of this now. My crazy family uh, started talking ghost stories over Thanksgiving. <laughs> so my dad starts to show me pictures that my sister took on her vacation to scary graveyards up in <laughs> New England. Okay. At a certain point, uh, there's a guy standing next to her with dark pants on it looked like blue shoes and uh my sister claims nobody was there at the time <laughs> what if she just didn't see him no this is like an abandoned fucking thing all right it was not like a busy she goes no one's there so my dad showed me and i'm like what <laughs> you know what are you talking about because i'm always watching you know he don't turn like his mom so i'm like uh yeah and he goes and who had blue shoes I go, what? He goes, the pilgrims. I go, you're just <laughs> letting her drive you batty. Right. This is Photoshop. Yeah. I know. It's like hey, my brother saw revolutionary ghosts. What, right, I, I, I got to get this what's... scent. I got to get this scent here so everybody can see the ghost picture. My I want to see it. Yeah. It's great. But I don't know what it is because my sister's not going to go out and lie. Right. But I don't know why there's a picture of pant legs and shoes <laughs> next to her. Under a crazy thing, and then they also think they see scary faces and all the, and all the grass around there, which you do, but you can make up scary faces with your eyes. Yeah, but don't you think that believing in ghosts is way more accepted in this yes. country than believing in aliens? Well, it's, it's still well. First of all, you're you're living in a culture that seventy percent or something believe in life after death without the single shred of proof. Mm -hmm. So they want there to be ghosts because they don't want their grandmother to be gone forever. Right. So ghost is deep in our mythology. UFOs, really from the late 1800s on. Okay, but the, there's more tangible evidence because we found ice on Mars. We know that some of these other planets, you know, and moons of Jupiter probably had water. It's been vaporized since. And so we got That's, cell phones? Yeah, there's a, I'm going to I'm going to agree with everything you say about the vastness of space. But then Fez is right. You can't make the leap into 
They're hiding the cell phones are from fucking Martians. What happened to Roswell? If if if, if it's if nothing happened there, open it up. Open it up. It's physical proof that something happened. Otherwise, it wouldn't be shut down by the government and locked for miles and miles around that area. Do you know how many Nike psychs in this country used to exist and then they all got shut down? They were in Jersey. They were in PA. Mm -hmm. Do you know what they are? Oh. They're like fucking missile sites in the suburbs, ready to shoot missiles. That's still a fucking secret. To, in right. North Jersey, where you live, there used to be fucking missile sites. That's scary. I didn't know that. Yeah, one of them in my neighborhood is the old fucking, is now a school. They just turned the government and guess, all right, build a school over it. But can't you see my point, at least, in that when they were telling their little ghost stories and everyone's bonding around, I didn't laugh at them and point the finger. It was only when I brought up aliens that it, the whole fucking thing turned on me. It sounds like you tried to top them. I wasn't trying to. I was just... Well, people do believe in both these things. You know, you got the... What's the fucking lunatic that was fighting in here yesterday? Jesse Ventura. Ventura. He believes in everything like that. Franklin believes in everything like that. You want to be a Franklin? And I, well, I was an X-Files fan. Yeah, but the X-Files wasn't a fucking documentary. No, but I, fun. I believe that there is some truth in that. In, in that there's, you believe the truth is out there. <laughs> there probably was a wing of the uh, you know, FBI or CIA. that. Uh, let me ask you this. What podcast has the best opening out there in, in the world? What show? Yeah. You know why? They say what, 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 what over and over. What? And what do you do when you hear that? Dance. And you type in what, what, what. what. Uh, let's grab Foundry Music, Jeff, and here's his theme song. Jackson here. Yeah. What? You found Juan Noriega? In the Philippines? He has a mansion? Start typing now. Okay, we're on the water right now. Bye. What? 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 Foundry Music, Jeff. How's it going, gentlemen? What do you say, my friend? Uh, hey, Dave, why, why do you think the technological advances from the Roswell, the Roswell crash is limited just to communication? We've been using the same combustion engine for the last 200 years. Don't you think we would have had some sort of advance in, 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 uh, in travel by now? Other Not than the jet engine or the, uh, the internal combustion engine? Well, we we're barely even using electrical by now. Well, let me just say this. The, the government also has a lot of its own agenda. It will, it will choose to use this technology when it's useful, like yes. a cell phone. Yes, we're not gonna, we're not gonna use it to protect us from terrorists. We're gonna use it so kids can text each other Pictures of their genitals. No, sexting, Ron. It's sexting. What yeah. is it called? Sexting. I don't know. I don't know. But we want to, you know, be in the oil business and whatnot. It's clear. Why would we want to be in the oil business if we got this new technology? Then don't, 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 don't you think if we help the patents on, like, light speed engines or... or Millennium or crystals. Or something that we'd be one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful country in the world when it comes we are. to... Uh, we are the most powerful know, country. When it, when it comes to transportation, we're barely behind Japan at this point. No, 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 no. First of all, look at our... Look, look at the planes in our armed service, for Christ's sakes. They can nearly turn invisible. I'm not obviously saying they actually but disappear. You're, but you're acting like that came out of thin air. All you have to do It was is, created by the alien technology. No, though. all you have to do is fucking Google, and you would able, be able to go to Wikipedia, and you could even sit and follow along how this stuff did. The technology of the computer releases information now. 
Yeah, but the the it was the it was the technology we got from people in our space that helped us evolve these specific technologies. Is what I'm saying. Okay. So you're saying instead of applying like their their greatest achievements, which is crossing great vast distances of space. We decided to, to, to pick and choose the, the most minor. Well, they uh, didn't willingly give us their stuff. It was a crash. Our scientists have been working on it since the crash in the late 40s, period. Look, I saw District 9. I don't think those people are all that bright. <laughs> I think they're Jamaicans. If you want to know the truth, I think they're as crazy as Jamaicans. I haven't seen it yet. I'm waiting for the screener. Well, what other screeners you got so far? I got 500 Days of Summer. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't care for it. I got... Um, the uh, Coen Brothers movie, A Serious Man, loved yeah. it. And I got Funny People yesterday. Haven't watched it yet. Mm. So I got through those three screeners. You oh, no, and I got Bruno. I got Bruno. What would you think of that? I, I saw your Twitter. You weren't that happy with it. No, I wasn't. I was very upset, actually. And I don't think it was necessarily Sasha Baron Cohen's fault. I just felt like... I it wasn't like as it big wasn't as real. It wasn't as big as his. It as the didn't last feel week. real at all. You felt the same way, Hicks? Oh uh, yeah, the people he was interviewing—they were all in on the joke. They were all in on that it. Plus. And I think that the producers or the writers could have said, "Hey, let's just make this a scripted comedy and let the guy be funny," and it would have worked well. But they shouldn't have kind of forced him to do, uh, you know, the same thing, you know, Borat too. And that's what it was, and, and and it was clearly set up. Jeff, what's happening on the uh, what show this week? Uh, this week, uh, I don't know yet, Ron. I haven't spoken to my co-host. Why? What's going on? Uh, nothing. Just, uh, we usually have prep for, like, the day before. Mm. Well, the girls are hysterical. Thank you. Joy's still out on you and Alki. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, but okay. the girls are hysterical. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, what, by the way, me. have you guys decided if you're going to a Christmas party this year? Uh, we will be going to the traditional Ron and Fez Christmas party. It'd be hard for me not to be there with the watch show. RonFez.net. Okay. All right. Foundry Music, Jeff. Take care, guys. Watch show. Plug it, Fezzy. HearUsTalk.com is where you can check out the watch show and, of course, on Pal Talk Friday evenings. Now that he is telling me they're going to the traditional, it's tough for me not to make that scene. My problem is I got a gig booked that night. What's your gig? I'm supposed to be doing some time with Special D. Oh. It's a new hot show that the kids are listening to. Yeah. Special D. Made well, from alien technology. Special D's on Why do you got to laugh at him like you were one of his brothers? Why can't you get behind him? Even Casey wasn't there for him when everyone started to laugh and point. Fez, I'm agreeing with Casey in this I, one. Oh. <gasps> Whoa! There's no! something you don't see every day. <laughs> All right, let me ask you something, Fezzy. <laughs> right. If there was no alien technology, mm -hmm. where do shoelaces come from? Well, belt, belt, belt buckles. Yeah, it's just being silly. And I, you know, I got it. You know you are. No, so. hold on. Okay. I got him stumped over there. You know he fucking went away. <laughs> I got another one for you. What's that? Spoons. All mm -hmm. right. What the fuck? I'm being serious. I think they come theory. from Macy's. Well, well, where Macy's get them. I got another one for you. Grapefruit spoon. Who came up with that? I mean, it's only one. There's no other fruit that has a singular tool Black just for it. Want. How did the aliens know? <laughs> you have the point. <laughs> I said laugh, not point. Different, 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 different. Oh man, that almost hit the TV. Those TVs are too close now. <laughs> How did the aliens know we had grapefruits here and we would need special spoons? 
Well, they come from a world of grapefruits. <laughs> they have very small mouths. Where they They're come very from? Bitter people. Where they come? Grapefruits aren't bitter. You're from fucking Florida. How can you think a grapefruit was bitter? <laughs> oh, I think they're sour. What? Then you you never got one off a tree. You're getting them from the market. <laughs> Stop going to the Piggly Wiggly and walk out. You could fucking take a grapefruit in Florida, pull it off a tree, peel it like an orange, and start eating it. Hmm. It's fantastic. Never care for them. Apparently, that's because you never had it fresh. Yeah, you're right. And most of the, like a mango is the same exact way. A pineapple is the same way. Don't fucking ever depend on the market. Get to where it is locally, eat it, and you'll say like this. Those motherfuckers lived in paradise. Hmm. Uh, Charlie, you're on Ronnie, 25232, my brother. How's that for you? Hey, I was uh, watching uh, Life Aquatic for the first time. Don't worry, I'm not going to ruin anything. Okay. That's it? Now he's gone? Very ironic. Wait, I didn't I, hear the second part. No, the first, the first part was uh, that the musical choice of the movie in yeah. Portuguese mimicked the show. Well, it was all Bowie songs. I Don't ruin anything. That's your rule, sir. Number two. Um, how many legs does Dave's dog have, and how many legs did that dog have? All right, let, let me just get into something here. They both have three. I know you guys say Wes Anderson fans, right? <laughs> have you been to the new fabulous Mr. Fox or whatever it's called? No, yeah, I'm going. Is that the name of it? Yeah. yeah. Well, on my walk here, I walk past Burdog Goodman's store. You might be familiar with it. Uh, their tie was in the movie Arthur. There's a sign. There's like a little fucking thing where, oh, all the stuff from, they've done it all up like Fabulous Mr. Fox, and you can buy the clothes like he wears or something oh, like wow. that. Right? I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm going, this shit's great. I mean, it looks just like the movie. You know, I'm a big fan of the New York windows. Mm -hmm. I will stop and window shop, and if there is a great window person doing great work there, I consider it art. I'll actually applaud <laughs> if they see me. But I'm saying, this looks fantastic. Look at the great job they've done. It looks just like the movie. Then I see a little sign there. It's the actual sets and animals from that movie. Whoa. That they put in the store. Wow. Gorgeous. Oh, that's awesome. I've been to a movie exhibition once in my life. It was one of the cooler things I've ever done. What a, What exhibition? This was, they were using the actual clothes? So it was no, like an exhibition. They're using the puppets, they're using the sets. Yeah, no, it's, it's right there in the window. It's amazing. The same stuff that they went in and took the pictures with the, with the stop action. Wow. Where is this? Ugh. No, I mean, what's the, what's the actual street? Because I want to see it. It's fucking Central Park's uh, fucking South and Fifth Avenue. It's right where we used to work, right around the corner. Yeah, I love looking at real life movie shit. Oh, you're driving me fucking... Then go to Universal, Dave. Go to Hard Rock for lunch. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like when people travel with their shit. Uh, exhibition. By the way, I can prove uh, that the aliens have helped us. Pens. Okay. That. Where'd that come from? Another fucking planet? No. There's no technology in the that. The planet Bic. Yeah, well, you're a big sucker. <laughs> See what he did there? I'm, I changed it against the, the secret that he has. <laughs> I know that he has a secret. <laughs> I know that he has a secret. I'd love to see like a, maybe like a Martin Scorsese movie collection where it's just all the outfits and drawings and storyboards. That would be great. Mm. Well, what are you going to do?
Hey, John, what do you got for me, buddy? Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, uh, I knew a girl from North Carolina who claimed to have sex with a ghost. Well, North Carolina. That was a guy in a sheet. First of all, she had sex with a goat. He just <laughs> fucking, uh, she's got an accent. Uh, James, you're on my face. Yeah, about the whole alien thing. I hate to say it, but I got to back up days on this one because that Roswell party is talking about even today with the freedom of security and all that act, you still can't get an undocu- undoctored document where it ain't got all the black lines through it of what actually happened there. Thank you. Well, there's plenty of things like that. There's plenty of documents we want to see, though. Unblacking it. It happened in the late 40s. What could they possibly be I keeping? think there's probably still World War II shit that's fu- well, that you can't us. fucking well, know. Well, then tell us. I mean, it's the late, like I said. By the way, this is a very interesting article, and actually I started to read it last night. I didn't finish it in Vanity Fair about the guy who runs the Blackwater thing kind of being out it, and now he fears for his life. Oh, man. Because no one knew that he was a double-knot spy. <laughs> there's some crazy shit at that Blackwater. Some crazy-ass shit. Mm. This holiday season, you want a gift? You're stressed out trying to find the perfect gift? Make it easy enough. Go to the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Vermont Teddy Bear. It's an unexpected but thoughtful gift. The kind that your wife or girlfriend is just going to love. You know who would be uh, good to hang out with the Blackwater guy, which would be perfect? Anthony. This guy's (laughs) his whole life... He's like in a mansion with guns. He's got all of this, you know, mysterious stuff all around him. And I'm like, if we do a movie on this guy, Ant should play. <laughs> There's bears for all kinds of occasions and occupations. And, of course, the holiday bears are ready to order. How are you tying that in with uh, Blackwater? <laughs> well, it's just Vermont Teddy Bear Company. It's a company acting on its own. I understand, but why would that come up in the middle of our show conversation? And the Vermont Teddy Bear Company, if you don't know what to order, you can give them a call at 1-800-829-BEAR. That's 1-800-829-BEAR. All right, if I do know what to order, do I call a different number? No. You would call the same number. Okay. But if you call that number and you don't know what to order, you get to talk to a bear counselor. Bear counselor there that's going to help you pick a... A naked counselor. No, a B-E-A-R counselor. Who would be be naked in the middle of the afternoon? They're they're not naked. It's a bear counselor helping you pick out just the right Vermont teddy bear for for the perfect gift. Yeah, because you don't want to give out the wrong teddy bear to someone. You got me the wrong bear! (laughs) It's the surprise of the season. I want a Kodiak. (laughs) <laughs> and you can order it in just minutes. In just minutes, you'll be all set with a perfect Christmas gift, the Vermont Teddy Bear. Delivered with a gift card and gourmet chocolates in their famous gift box, the Vermont Teddy Bear, probably better than mistletoe. What's that mean? Well, you're gonna, you send a Vermont Teddy Bear to your wife or girlfriend, you're going to get a big kiss, just like if you were under the mistletoe. Could you send one to your wife and your girlfriend? You can send them to anybody you want, what really. If, what if you got them mixed up? Well, they would each be getting a fine bear, nonetheless. Yeah. It's the personalized message that you have to be careful of. Hmm? Send a Vermont teddy bear today and bring the holiday hustle to a halt. Call 1-800-829-BEAR. That's 1-800-829-BEAR. Or shop online at vermontteddybear.com. Oh. You know what would be perfect? What's that? Give a Vermont teddy bear to a real bear. <laughs> and then you say, he'll probably think it's his baby. <laughs> Bears are so stupid.
Now, overnight and Christmas delivery are guaranteed for Vermont teddy bear. Fezzy, do they got, uh, I would love to get this, mm -hmm. a bear stepping in a bear trap and just like a little thing like, my leg, my leg, <laughs> this is how my dad died. No, oh. they don't have that bear. That's not available. So they can't give me what I want. They get. They have plenty of great bears without one being in a bear trap talking about his dad getting killed. I, this might even be a better one. The bear trap is wrapped around the penis, mm -hmm. and then the, just like a little caption, Yeah, I was taking a piss and I slipped. Could you believe it? My dick went in a bear trap. Yeah, they don't have piss in a bear trap bear. Not available at the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Mm. Mm. That's 1-800-829-BEAR. How about this? You got a bear. The, the arm's already ripped off, right? Sure. And then the bear, the caption is, have you seen my paw? And then a dad comes up. You want it, me, son? <laughs> and he goes, no, not you. I mean my actual paw. It seems elaborate. And no, not available at Vermont Teddy Bear. Not going to be there. How about the OD bear? Nope. Not going to happen. There's bear. There's romance bears. How about tranny bear? No. They don't have that. Sexual addiction bear and it's just sitting there fucking a boot? They don't have that bear either. No. By, by the way, to the Canadians, I don't mean a boat. <laughs> That'd be insane to fuck a boat. I'm actually having sex with a boot. Which, God, B-O-O-T. Okay, Canadians? They've got Cupid bears, all kinds of nice, romantic, fun bears available. I don't think they're stupid bears. They're nice. Cupid bears. Cupid. That's 1-800-829-BEAR or VermontTeddyBear.com. And their motto is, you'll like our bears or we'll kill ourselves. Which no. really makes me feel safe. Because I feel like they must really know that these bears Lighten are the Yeah, line. the bears are guaranteed, but not, no one's going to kill themselves over it. Uh, Justin. Wait a minute, let me try again. Justin and Mass, you're on the Run Fez show. Uh, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little confused here. Fezzy, do you think it's really appropriate to tell someone to send a live bear for a Christmas present? Isn't that a little bit dangerous? I'm telling people to send teddy bears, my friend. You have to listen to the whole thing. I, I teddy bears, that's a toy. A, no, you said a pubic bear. Justin, anything else on your mind besides teasing the retard? Uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to know, who do you think invented the spork? Because That would be us. We invented the spork, you earthlings. Soon, Earth will be ours. Someone has found out. It is a redhead. It is a redhead. He is on to us. Danger, danger. Damn right, I'm on to you. Jettison all sparks. Run a fez show. You're out! Yeah, buddies, this is Ron Fez show on one of the weekdays. Um, Fez, you know how we try to get some signed stuff for the uh, people who like to play along on 202 Friends Twitter? 
Uh, we got this signed for us today. Even though we didn't get the guest, who was, uh, what show were they doing? Um, Cinemagic. And I can't understand why they would pick Cinemagic under us to be, over us to begin with, because we know more cinema than Cinemagic. But very cool to get this signed. Our buddy Liam got it signed for us. It's a Lord of the Rings uh, DVD signed by Mr. Peter Jackson. Mr. Peter Jackson oh. has signed that. And we got that for you for the official, unofficial Twitter page, 202 Friends. Oh. That's a cool one. <laughs> now, here's the only bad news. He says he doesn't like to not personalize it. What was the reason? Uh, eBay. He doesn't want people to take it to eBay, so he put on it, Hi, Ron and Fez, to, believe it or not, ruin the value. <laughs> uh, so hopefully whoever wins this won't mind the fact that it says Hi, Ron and Fez on it. I've never heard of a person who wants to sign more to keep the value down. <laughs> uh, these folks, they hate that people make them sign shit and then turn around and make money off of it. Right, yeah. It's a lot of sports stars are like that, where they're going to personalize the mini helmets and things, all face, for the same reason. Face it, any star, no matter who you are, you hate it. Um, I know Bill Murray says he refuses to sign plastic. Um, <laughs> and the reason why is they just put a picture of him under the plastic, and now they get a signed photograph that's worth even more. The only people... So you got a problem with that, Dave? Um, you feel like they should just sign away? Yeah, I'd I mean, like them if, to sign. If that's the case, then they should sit and sign all day and just put it on eBay, and you'll get the official sign thing. Now, some people do that. Uh, Kevin Smith, uh, you can uh, go to his site and get all kinds of signed stuff by him. Mm -hmm. Mainly, I think, because he understands the, class the collector aspect. Yes. And it makes it easier for his fans. Um I'm trying to think, not Spike Jones, but uh, who's the French guy who's done the same um, uh, oh, film? Michel Gondry. Michel Gondry. You can send him a thing, and he'll draw you a cartoon. You send him a picture of yourself, he'll do a little sketch of you. That's amazing. And sign it and send it back, and it's not that much money. That's that. I, that's and he incredible. goes, the only problem is, I won't tell you how long it'll take. It's just shit that he does for fun. <laughs> That's really cool. But I don't know why more people don't just do the Kevin Smith thing. If you really want to take the 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 problem away from these autograph seekers from ripping off the fans, sign a couple of thousand DVDs. Have the whole cast sign the DVDs. And then everybody gets a piece of that pie. Yeah. It's extra cash. Why don't more it. people do it? Um, well, I think that it's a little bit more, it, it just happens out of nowhere. Like people will go up to them on the street and ask them to sign. So but but you can get away from that if you go, hey, the sign mm. stuff is available on my site. Now, do you want to pose for pictures with me? Yeah, I'll pose for a picture with you, which I think is a million times better than having a sign thing. I, I say, as, we're, as I just made the announcement, we're giving out sign stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I, I love a nice autograph thing, and I'm a gigantic Lord of the Rings fan. Well, this is going to be perfect. Huge. These kind of things are perfect for somebody out there likes Lord of the Rings. I do. You can get it to them for uh, Christmas. Hopefully they like Ron Fez because it says, Hi, Ron Fez, <laughs> Peter Jackson. I uh, wonder if it's like a personal thing where it's like, 
oh, you want my autograph to make money, not because you enjoyed my film or my work that I did. You don't have to wonder, Fez. That's the conversation that's <laughs> been going on here the last 12 minutes. The point is, you can devalue that by just signing a bunch of them. Then people don't... You wouldn't go out of your way to get that stuff done if it was easily available to people who want it. Right. Yeah. And then you can make a little bit of scratch off of it. But, you know, the most, the funny thing is, the most valuable uh, sign stuff is for people who refuse to sign. It's weird. Um, I never really was into, like, non-sports star signatures, except looking at that Peter Jackson thing. I'm very, very, very envious that it's sitting in front of you. But usually I only identify sports stars with autographs. It's just always seemed weird to me that like someone would want Tom Hanks, even though he's a gigantic movie star. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. That always seemed odd to me. It seemed like sports stars and autographs go hand in hand. But like, well, like a, well, an I, even Helen autograph would be... It would be interesting to find out who started the yeah. uh, autograph thing. Um, I mean, surely... But obviously it goes back before pictures and stuff like that. I mean, I bet it has to do with, like, people playing in theater. Oh. Or maybe some of the early traveling singers and stuff. Yeah, cause, well, I, I remember they even have, like, um, a Billy the Kid autograph somewhere. But then again, I think that's just, like, him signing his name, like, on a piece right. of... Some kind of, either, if not a check or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's people who... Well, letters have been collected for a yeah. long time. So, you know, you'll get a, a letter that, you know, George Washington sent to his wife, and I don't know why people would want it. <laughs> it's not kind of private, but you get that signature. That's a piece of history right there. Well, what's really funny for me, over the years, I posed with so many people for pictures, I have no idea where any of them are. <laughs> and a lot of times I'd make people like, what am I going to do, put it on the wall? <laughs> Here's me and a guy I knew for fucking five seconds. So I don't even ask people to pose. Yeah, I, I've now I I put up uh, me and Duff. That's it. Now any member of GNR Pearl I, Jam. Will... I guess my autographs thing is the RBI site where you can just go hear me <laughs> talking to people that I wanted to talk to, or the unmasked shows. Um, here is um, here's Dan in Albany. You're on Do it, Ronnie. Some athletes have exclusive contracts, like Michael Jordan and LeBron are signed by Upper Deck, so they can't do any type of signings for, like, say, Tops or another company. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of the sports car companies are doing now. It's just getting guys under contract, making them sign a bunch of cards, and then those are the only people who could put them out. Yeah, and then what they'll do after that is suddenly the bat is available. And then Pete Rose will put something else different on Like, he'll put Hit King. And then, you know, it's just Pete Rose only sign his job is signing things. Now. Yeah. There's nothing else that he does for money. And he makes more money than anyone that you're friends with. Whoever you are listening to this, you don't have as much. You don't you don't have a friend making as much money as Pete Rose does going around signing shit. Oh, they, yeah. they said Ted Williams' kid uh, had him in his wheelchair basically signing as much stuff as he could in his last years in life before he was frozen. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, that was the way Ted made a, a shitload of money. Perhaps, Fuzzy, he had him sign those things mm -hmm. to sell for money. <laughs> he sold them and took that money and then bought his own goods and services. And then his son died a premature death. Premature ejaculation. I don't it think that's what him. it was, but very, very strange. Let me ask you this, because I was talking to a friend about this. Is it bad taste... 
to jack off next to your chick without waking her up? No, I've done it a million times, and I've been caught a couple times, which is very embarrassing, but whatever. Did it anger her? No, not particularly. I, More one, disgust. One time, no, there was amusement. Like, there was, I heard some chuckling. So I think that was the first time I was caught, but then the second time I was caught was a little bit uh, perturbed, would be the word. The See, the male fantasy is the woman would wake up, find it hot, and join in. Yeah. That's the male fantasy. I uh, have my own, like, two, like, fantasy, too. I, I've really thought about doing this a few times. Does one of them have, have an alien in it? <laughs> no. Um, that I want to um, shoot a uh, load of jizz on her head while she's sleeping to wake her up. Like, that's a um, real fantasy of mine. Is that a fantasy? Clock. or Is that a mm. fantasy? Or something you got from Meyer Schalke? Oh, he did that, too? Yeah. Shit. And I know that because you're the one who told me the story. <laughs> And you told it to me while you were drunk. You said, you gotta hear what Algie did. Um, I want to do it. Mm. What's stopping you? <laughs> Your own fears? No, I mean, we still have Stan in our bedroom, so um, I can't have him watch me. You can't me. masturbate around the children. I put a towel over his head one time. That's beautiful. <laughs> Seriously, that's the sweetest thing. I Wrap a little towel around his head like a fucking... Yeah, he's like a little torture victim. Like an Afghani uh, housewife. <laughs> Uh, time to get into the weather, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we do the weather on the ones. Um, and we do weather a little different uh, here. It's Carlito's Way weather. It's time for the Carlito's Way weather report. I hope Gail's listening. I'll see you soon, sugar. It's 60 degrees and very temperate in the Bronx today, Dave. You know what temperament means? You can't learn at school. You can't have a late start in the forecast game. In Dallas, it's 35 degrees and partly cloudy. 30% chance of precipitation, Dave. That's what you don't get, Kleinman. You're a weatherman now, like me. Can't turn back. 21 degrees in Des Moines. Feels like eight with the wind chill. Chance of snow, Dave. Gonna stretch out. Lie down. Maybe make some snow angels. Last of the Mohicans, Kleinman. Being a weatherman's hard work. Gail's gonna be a good mom, Dave. 55 degrees in Maine. You know where that is? That's the way you cross the borderline from New Hampshire, Dave. You cross that line, Kleinman. And I'm here with you now. Us weather guys going for the ride. The whole ride. That's what. Weather is, Dave. Not just something in the sky. It's in our blood. You, me, Roker, Willard Scott. We're all weathermen now, Dave. 43 degrees in Birmingham. Feels like 38 degrees. Possible strong winds coming in from the northwest, Dave. Make sure you drive carefully. Don't want to end up in a hospital. Fucking emergency rooms don't save nobody. You're just trying to do the weather... And all they got is a Chinese intern with a dull spoon. 44 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona, Kleinman. Humidity's at 62%. Did you know there's also a Phoenix in Maryland? And one in Oregon, too. But all with different weather patterns, Dave. Makes me do three times the work. I don't have that kind of time. Last call for drinks. Bar's closing down. Gil's gonna have to do the rest of the forecast for me. Watch the Weather Channel, baby. 
Sun's out. Rest night. Tired, Dave. Tired. That's called the other way weather before. I hope Gail's listening. Good night. There you have it, the Carlitos Way weather report. Although, to me, sounds like the weather is a laugh NATO. Or maybe a chuckle NAMI. Or a hilarious quake. <laughs> uh, Bill. Bill, you're on the, the very poor Ron and Fez show. Uh, I got a spy report for you there, buddy. Oh, I need a spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Yeah. You're. 2008 world champion Philadelphia Phillies have just signed Placido Palanca to a three-year, $18 million deal. Can we hear that uh, good old strut song, please? Ah, oh, buddies, there it is. 2008 and 2010 world champion Philadelphia Phillies. One year to break our hearts. But what are you going to do? It's a good pickup. It is a good pickup for them. And I do like this about the team. They want to get better all the time. You yeah, can't say that about every team out the, there. They are definitely the standard for the National League. There's no question about it. I mean, the Philadelphia Phillies have transformed themselves into, you know, the Atlanta Braves. I mean, that's it. They're a gold standard. Uh, Charlie and Philly, you're on Run of Fez. Good afternoon. Hey, Dave, I just want to say congratulations. That was a great job of doing an impression of Billy Crystal, doing an impression of Muhammad Ali doing the weather. It was awesome. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jonas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, we were talking about autographs earlier. Uh, my brother and a group of friends uh, got together and decided uh, they'd all write a famous person to see who they could get them to write back for the autographs. Person they chose was Charles Manson, and uh, my brother was the only one to get a response from him. He basically said, uh, "Is Nixon the Antichrist? Meet you down by the river, see you later." And uh, Manson wrote back just in- incomprehensible dr- uh, scribblings on a Halloween card back to him. So, well, there you have it. You got Chuck Manson uh, wishing you best wishes. Keep listening. Charlie Manson. There's a um, a uh, museum in Los Angeles called the Museum of Death, where they have all the serial killers and you know John Wayne Gacy paintings signed by him, and um, you know just Jeffrey Dahmer signed baseballs. It's very very odd, and people love it too. When did he have time to sign baseballs? The Museum of Death sent it to him. Oh, while he was on, before he got killed in yeah, prison. Yeah, and they and, and he sent he signed him and sent them back. It's it's very creepy. Filmmaker extraordinaire Roman Polanski, who's fighting extradition to the U.S. on the child sex charges, will be released on bail come Friday. Uh, Davey Mack, good news for you, huh? Yes, I'm very happy. Very happy for Roman. I think he had to put up like $4.5 million, and I don't think uh, there's any reason for him to sit still. I think he goes in through the front door, right out through the back door, uh, and that's four and a half million dollars well spent. <laughs> and can he start now making uh, movies in America? Well, no. No, he can't. He has to go he back. He has to come back and do time. He has to settle everything in America. He doesn't want to. Right. Um, if anything, this could give him the opportunity 
run back to France, start making movies there again. Yeah, and make some money. Uh, Pez, this pisses you off. I see you gritting your teeth. Yeah, because, you know, the United States isn't going to get him now. They let him out on bail. And you know what? This is one of those things that never really bothered me until he got caught in Switzerland. And it's the fact that he was so blatant and flagrant about it that he could just go anywhere he wanted that and not be picked up, not be caught. Just the whole cockiness of it pisses me off. And I'd like to see him turned over to the United States, not out on bail, where he's going to take off again. Yeah, let's face it. The U.S. didn't catch him to begin with. Right. So it's not even for us to say, hey, why is he out on bail? I mean, this is somebody else's deal. Uh, they got him, and they decided, yeah, we're going to give him bail, and then keep that four and a half mil. It sounds like the government made a nice little four and a half mil deal <laughs> for themselves. Yeah, they have no intention of making him come back to Swiss courts. Well, the four and a half million is the intention, but what else can they do now that's following their laws? If he jumps again, he jumps, right. and they keep the money. He forfeits the money. Yeah. The lady doesn't want him prosecuted. This is a good deal for everyone. It's good. Enough. Enough's enough. How's what? it good? A child rapist is running around free again. Uh, but not around here. Yeah. That's the good news. He's not in California. Um what we ought to do is tell him that he's won free Yankee tickets. <laughs> see if we can't get him to show up. You ever see those guys on TV? They're all like, some of them bring their kids. And they're like, hey, we want free Yankee tickets? And they just grab them. <laughs> just everybody who's out who has jumped bail at one time or another, they just, you know, oh, you want a goddamn raffle. <laughs> really? I get a flat screen? They just show up. <laughs> just forgetting. Well, you like free, everyone likes free stuff. I got a couple emails lately from uh, Disney World. I got I've won free tickets. It's a trap. Why is it a trap? I replied. Both he may times. be wanted for something. Oh, possible. Well, you know, you got to get your narrow ass down there too, right? They don't give you free flight. Uh, no. Do you no. free hotel? Free hotel, yeah. You get free hotel in Disney World. At Disney World for what? A week? No, they say I won. I won some kind of contest, so I responded back to them. It was just was some... it a contest that you joined? I really don't remember uh, applying for any contests, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe my wife did. I don't know. I just felt like maybe I got a chance to go to Disney World. Here we go. Do you have yeah. to look at a timeshare? I don't know what I have to do. Honestly, I just replied back to. I I hit reply and say put me in. <laughs> I gave oh. my um, uh, debit card. Let me tell you something. There's a guy. If you if I can help him out and get him out of uh, Uruguay. You make a little money for yourself, too. Yeah, no. It, all they wanted was my name and my address. Some in, credit card info. Pennystockchaser.com. Pennystockchaser. 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 You're going to get the very best information to make it in the penny stock market. I love it. Some of these penny stocks, they explode within a couple of days. And you can make a hefty profit if you have the right information. Now, you're going to get information from Penny Stock Chaser with their free email notices, their hot stock alerts, plus their tens of thousands of members worldwide sharing their success stories and what worked for them. You're going to get the very best information possible. Uh, and you want to make money fast? You're going to spend money. That's what I like to say. Plus, you get the free daily newsletter, Ron. Uh, Penny Stock Chaser. I don't like to read stuff. I like to just know. Stop bringing me information and start giving me information. 
Now, Penny Stock Chaser this year, they've notified their members to dozens of stocks that have returned huge gains. 65% of the stocks they recommended increased by 50% or more within weeks of the alert. Some of them even had gains of 1,000% or more. And here's the latest one from PennyStockChaser.com. You know, if I would have put a million dollars in that stock, would it be worth now? Fucking pisses me off. All the info is there at PennyStockChaser.com. And here's the latest hot stock alert. MNTCF. That's MNTCF. They've recommended that to members in just two weeks. It's gone from three cents a share to 11 cents. It's increasing like that. It's another winner from PennyStockChaser.com. PennyStockChaser. PennyStockChaser. Individual results may vary, and there's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. But it will, Fezzi. You're guaranteed. No, you're not guaranteed. They're making sure that you know it's not guaranteed when you play in the penny stock market. But do you know how many more people would join in if they were guaranteed they could never lose? Yeah, probably everybody, but... Everybody should. No guarantees there. And invest wisely. That's a reminder from Penny Stock Chaser at pennystockchaser.com. Let's hear the little kid do the Penny Stock Chaser song. Do, 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 do. Penny Stock Chaser, Penny Stock Chaser. Do, 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 do. Penny Stock Chaser, Penny Stock Chaser. Do, 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 do. All you need is the penny. All you need is the penny. Oh, that's a great kid. Maybe someday you'll be doing commercials with your kid. Oh, that would be it. That would be my dream come true. We get out of this chop situation. <laughs> yeah. We take it to the limit, like the Eagles? Take it to the limit. All right, baby. That's the way I like to roll. That's the way I roll the whole time. Fez, you said that you had a burr in your bonnet? Yes, it's about the... Isn't it B, though? Wouldn't you have a burr in your saddle and a bee in your bonnet? Yeah, but I think either one is uncomfortable. Didn't you say you had a tick on the end of your dick? <laughs> Something you wanted to talk about? That I know I didn't say. It's about the men's room here at Sirius XM. There's one guy, I don't know who it is, I was here yesterday evening. Mm -hmm. The men's room, let me just say this, is not a locker room. All right, it's a men's room at a professional business. They got a shower in there? No, they don't have a shower in there. But we did have a guy in there last night pulling off his shirt, pulling down his pants to tuck the new shirt in, all just right out there, not even in a stall, but just out there by the sink. What are you worrying about, cemented? No, it's just I don't have it's this is a business. I sh even in the men's room, I shouldn't see someone undressing. Well, he's not undressing, he's just taking his shirt off. Yeah, but then he's dropping the pants so he can get the new shirt tucked in and readjusted. I might be a little liberal here, but that one wouldn't bother me. Dave, freak you out? No, not particularly. Hicks? Fuck no. <laughs> Gee, he was weird. He's adamant. Are you surprised that that doesn't offend the rest of us? Or you thought it would? I thought it would. What would you think we'd be mad at? That someone is undressing in the men's room. Fez, every time you're peeing in there, I push you up so you fucking, <laughs> the end of your dick hits porcelain. I know, I don't care for that either. But, I mean, guys aren't offended in a locker room or a men's room. They're, they're just not. Yeah. Like, if you go into a, a, a locker room at a gym, people right. walk around naked. So if you could see them there, what would bother you about seeing them in the men's room? 
It's n- because the men's room isn't a locker room. A locker room is designed for that. How? There's lockers, and you're expected to I, change clothes in there. Would you be offended if you saw that guy changing in the hall? Yeah, I would say, what the hell is he doing? Why is he getting undressed out in the hallway? Well, you go in the bathroom and get undressed. But the bathroom is still a pub, you know, a public open area. We got our dicks out in there. But we're not showing them to people. We're Why in not? stalls or we're, you know, we're in the urinal areas. Where they where they have the dividers. I don't know. I I, I want to back you up with something. Mm-hmm. I do. Today I want to back Fez up. Mm-hmm. I can't be offended with a guy changing his shirt, though. What if the guy was changing his shirt in the office? Like, where else would he get to change? And maybe he doesn't the have stall. A, he maybe he doesn't have. A, he has to stand in a stall and change his shirt. Yes. It smells like shit in there. But even beyond that. What's the diff? If I found that someone was changing in his stall, I'm like, "Was this guy got three nipples?" I always change my shirt in our office. We have glass walls. Yeah, you, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> but that's the point. There's not a lot of places here somebody could get changed. Most of the offices are either glass, or a lot of these people just have cubicles. Yeah. Right, so just go into a stall. Just because you're in the men's room doesn't mean you're in a private area. You can make it even more private by going into the stall and changing there. They have hooks to hang things on. He might have thought he could do it quickly enough you know, before what, anyone comes in. What's too. really weird is I don't think men have to deal with this, uh, but women. You will always see women act like, oh, okay, we're going to go out. Let me change out of my clothes into something else, and they'll run into the bathroom and come out. And I never once demanded to know if they went in the stall. <laughs> like, let's say you had to change a pair of pants. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do it in the stall. Why not guy fucking change his pants out next to the sink? Who's it hurting? Who does any of this hurt is what I don't understand. Anyone who doesn't want to look at that guy in his underwear. <laughs> Just avert your eyes. Yeah, like you would as... You've never been in a fucking bathroom where there's not even a fucking thing on the door? Well, yeah, I mean, I've seen those. I, I don't like to go into them. I would never use one myself. No, but if you went in and a guy was taking a shit, you're not going to yell, what are you doing? <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of places that there's a toilet available and there's a urinal available and you would just walk in and a guy yeah. could be taking a fucking dump. I've seen that before. That's a little too close for comfort, <laughs> my opinion. Well, usually they have a lock on those kind of places and I, I will lock. Um, those should be the locked ones. Just because there's two places to where you could go in and piss, I don't think it still means that two people should go in there. Why not? Because the, there is no privacy between the guy sitting on the toilet and the guy using the urinal. But what if the guy's just pissing? I think if he's just pissing, he doesn't need to lock the door. No, I would still lock the door. Because so you're all right with eight guys pissing, but two guys pissing is bad? It's still With those situations, that's still too close. But it's just as close as if you were in a place with eight of them. <laughs> Yeah. You're not any fucking further away. Right. You're ju- it just feels a little more personally involved to you. Yeah. And you know what I think the problem is? What? I think you're having sexual thoughts where the rest <laughs> of us aren't. All we see is a guy changing his shirt. <laughs> Same thing that he would do at the beach or a park <laughs> or the ball field. Not overly fucking turned on if I see a guy changing his shirt. It doesn't come across as sexual to me. And then the pants were down. It's a fucking bathroom. 
Have you ever been in a public locker room? Yeah. Didn't care for that. That's why this is a different. This is a men's room at a business, not a locker room at a gym or a pool where you would expect people to be changing and dropping their pants. Hmm. First of all, a, I don't think it's uh, this big of a thing. I don't think it happens that much. Ronnie. Yes, sir. Hey. When I was in the army, we just had eight stalls or eight toilets just sitting in the middle of the room, and you had to do your business right beside everybody. That's one reason why I would never join the army. The other well, reason is because you'd have to tell. The one place you'd have to tell. <laughs> uh, Brendan, you're on my face. Hey, boys, I was just curious. Uh, does Ron not use the bathrooms then that don't have any of the uh, dividers? Me? Between their urinals. I'll fucking, I'll open up the door and piss fucking right from there. <laughs> I won't even walk in. What do I care? I'll take a shit in a rusty bucket in the middle of a fucking hockey rink. What do I care? I don't understand the big fucking deal. <laughs> Who's going to say what about what? Right. <laughs> you're in and out of there. Well, if there's a hockey game getting ready to start. Uh, Kevin in Boston, you're in my face. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. If you're so freaked out about pissing and next to a guy in a stall. What about pissing at Fenway Park back when they used to have the uh, trough urinals? That's the one that they had in my school. We just had, in my elementary school, we just had a trough that they used to say, all, all right, now the boys go to pee. And all the boys would go together downstairs, and then we would all pee, and then come back, and then they would send the girls out to pee, but I don't think they had a trough. <laughs> but yeah, I probably think, not. Yeah. But, our thing know, was, and 30, so everybody, everybody I grew up with we all pissed at the same time, and they were crossing swords. And then there was a thing of stand at the end of the trough and see if you could piss all the way until you hit the wall in the other direction. <laughs> and it wasn't sexual. Kids just thought of their fucking yeah. dicks as another water toy. We had I don't remember ever making a big deal out of it, except for one kid wasn't uh, tucked. He wasn't cut. I thought didn't... He took a fucking beating for that. Oh, yeah, that's gross. Um... Well, he got caught a, a baguette. The fucking joke was your dick looks like a baguette, which, <laughs> I mean, maybe now it doesn't hold up, but at the time, mm -hmm. we were just fucking screaming, baguette dick, what's your problem? Yeah. All because he was, you know, not a Catholic. Tasty, though. Well, whatever. I thought there was a trough at PJ Clark's on uh, 53rd. I thought that place had a trough. I don't know if it has a trough, but it has something that's pretty wide open. Yeah, like the urinals were, I remember, really tall and wide. I thought it was a trough. Maybe it was. I don't know. Like uh, it was a porcelain casket to piss in. <laughs> hey, Matt, you're on my Fez. Hey, uh, Fez, this, all the other guys have this as a pretty normal thing. Uh, maybe you're just uncomfortable because you had a straight moment. So, yeah. It does. Uh, here's Brian in Kentucky. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, who was holding Fez's eyes open to make him watch that guy tucking his shirt in? Is it surprising you're not getting a lot of people agreeing with you on this one? Yeah, because I thought, who wants to see people undress at work? Uh, who wants to be near your boss when he's pissing and shit? And it's just part of life. We all can't have separate fucking bathrooms. It's not a big deal. You can't hold on to all these things as if... There, you know, another reason to feel uncomfortable in public. 
And up on 37, there is a private bathroom, Fez. And it even has a shower. You ought to go up there, Fez. You take a nice fucking public shower. I'm not going to shower here. Fuck yeah. Why don't you just lay in it? Let the guys come in and piss on you. <laughs> Live a fucking dream come true. I'm not going to have that kind of shower either. Why not? Dirty. Wasn't that, wasn't that the whole thing of fucking explaining your secret? <laughs> you can start doing stuff like that? I, I, I plan on taking a shower at least once in that thing just to see what the wire pressure is like. Bobby in Boston, run a fez. Uh, Chuck, San Diego, run a fez. What's going on? Hey, hey we, we used to do a thing with, uh, in grammar school, we had a, we called it the fountain of love. And we would, uh, I, I would actually be able to piss all the way on the ceiling. And then one time, uh, uh, the principal called me down. Somebody had, like, turned me in. So I go down to, I go down to the principal, and I'm like, Piss on the ceiling. I'm like, how, how can I possibly piss on the ceiling? It's like, I had like perfect cover. I'm like, it's impossible, you know? That was our big thing. Like, we'd see who could, like, stand back the furthest and piss on, piss into the, uh, into the bowl. Yeah, little boy is a fucking, your dick is your first video game. <laughs> the, pr the principal's having to ask, what do you know about the fountain of love? You know what? They, uh, they'll even tell you this, Dave, when, you're, when your son gets older. You want to teach your kid how to piss. Always have things to drop in the toilet for him to shoot at it. So like little fucking paper boats or whatever. Really? Yeah, a kid and just turn, let him turn his dick into a gun. <laughs> and like go like, all right, now you gotta sink the paper, sink the paper. Who's gonna sink? The kid's like, fuck yeah, love to sink that paper. It still is fun, isn't it? I mean, when you really think about it. Yeah, I still have fun. <laughs> I, just, I do. You still push your initials if you're in the snow or a beach or something. Yeah. yeah. Put it out there. Fez uh, doesn't pee outside. No, never have, never will. That's crazy. I mean, shitting I could understand, but pissing? You won't piss outside? No. Why? I would never be comfortable enough pissing outside where I could make myself piss outside. Oh, man, you're missing it. I don't want someone to come along and catch me pissing outside. Oh, it's great. I love pissing outside. I wish it was, like, legal. Fuck gay marriage. I wish pissing outside was legalized. That's going to be my thing. <laughs> well, it Not is pee. legal. Most places, just not no. in the city. Yeah, well, I've got a fucking park. For... You take a piss, right? I don't. I'm even... not like Central Park, but if you're in a national park, I don't think so. You're hiking. You got to piss outside. You know, you forget. There's a lot of people out there that aren't surrounded by buildings. Oh, I know. Why can't they pull off the road, take a piss, get back in? Yeah. I always thought that as well. But I've always done it. I've been cited like three or four times for public urination. You're jacking See, that's off. Why, that's <laughs> one reason why I don't piss outside. I don't want to get cited either. He's drunk and he's pissing <laughs> on a wall. He's not pissing next to a tree in a fucking nice right. fucking area. Well, like one of the Ron Fez parties, I didn't realize like the bar was like a couple spots down from the Israeli embassy. And yeah, I was pissing I on that by mistake. Well, you know, and now look, you married a Jew. <laughs> Isn't life funny? Um, but even like a Yankee game, like a parking lot, like, and I wasn't even Let me drinking. ask you this, Fez. Let's say you go out fishing. Mm -hmm. You're on the boat. Right. You got to piss. Yeah. You're not going to piss off the boat? No. No, there's, I, I couldn't stand, even if everyone was looking the other way, I could not piss off the side of the boat. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to get my plumbing to work. I can't believe you call your dick plumbing. <laughs> what is it? Is it shaped like a nozzle? <laughs> what if you uh, had to piss and you were swimming in the ocean? Would you piss in the ocean? 
I don't like that. I would I would like I would get out <laughs> of the His parents had to take him home to take a piss one time. Yeah. On a beach day. And we weren't there that long. And I refused to go in the ocean and we just had to go back home. But I would get out of the water and I would look for if I had to go that bad, I would get out of the water and look for a restroom. Oh my god. Why? <laughs> it's a waste of time. Here's the weird thing too. That, you're acting like you would never have been able to li live before, you know, like the 1940s or something. Because public restrooms are a new thing. Jesus Christ, this guy that you grew up loving, mm -hmm. only pissed and shot outside. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. Shakespeare was pissing outside. Mm-hmm. And writing about Michelangelo, it. Michelangelo, pissing outside. People pissed and shit outside. Like Great. the fucking animals that we were born. Feels good to piss outside, definitely. You're one with nature. The shitting I'm not such a fan of because I don't like leaves on the ass. If pissing outside feels like it would uh, like it would take way too long. Like uh, if like if I pissed outside, I would really have to go to be able to even do it. And that time would just be driving me insane, waiting for the pissing to stop. Of who's going to walk up on me at this point while this thing is in midstream. <laughs> I, I don't know why you think everybody wants to catch someone else pissing. <laughs> it's not a big deal to other people. I can't ever imagine, like, look at this guy pissing. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I get to see him. I wouldn't and I got news for you, germ-wise, mm -hmm. you're a lot better off pissing outside than you are in that Texaco bathroom, mm. which is probably covered in piss <laughs> and shit and God knows what else. Blood. What other fucking germs? Jizz. Dexter, Cincinnati, you're my Fez. Hey, hey, got a question for Fez. Yes. First of all, I want to tell you about this bar used to be in Cincinnati. It's closed down now. It's called the Phoenix. It was on 9th Street. And I was only in this place once before a Reds game. And I walked in there, and the first thing I noticed was this angled trough by the door end of the bar. It was high, and it's gradually sloped to a drain hole at the other side. So I ordered a beer and a shot, and I said, that's the bartender. I said, is that what I think it is? That can't possibly be. He said, oh, yeah. He said, we left it up for decoration. But we used to, um, in the old days, guys would come in here, and they would just piss right there at the bar when they're drinking so they wouldn't have to leave leave their bar stool and lose their place. My question is, Fezzi, would you take a piss in a trough like that? Never. It would not happen, my friend. Too exposed. Too out there. Scotty, run a Fez. Hey, how are you boys doing today? Yeah. Got to ask you a question, Fezzy. Do you uh, do you get out of the shower to take a piss, or do you piss right in the shower? If I if I feel like I'm in the shower and I really got to piss, I will get out and I will use the toilet. You've never uh, peed in the shower? If I have, it's been an accident from the water being too oh, warm or something. Yeah. Well, now he where, can't even oh. fucking control his mm. own piss. Where a trickle oh. has come out, and oh. then oh. I have had Toilet oh, afterwards. Oh, That's what your problem is. There's something wrong with you. No one should accidentally piss under the age of 95 or over the age of two. Pissy. Oh, pissy. What did you do in there? You didn't even know you had to piss, and pissy started to piss, piss. 
a simple trickle, and then head Ew. to the toilet. Seriously, yeah, do you know how disgusting it is to not want to piss and piss? That's an accident. Yeah, you oh. know what? I bet you're going to have an accident someday. In the ass. <laughs> yellow. I he bet. made the water yellow. This is a good. This is one of the reasons that you should fear dating. <laughs> you're going to end up pissing down somebody. Oh. I don't want to piss on anyone. Well, that's you're the one who has accidents. They might like it. Yes, if water's I'm sure running. In that, I'm sure in that world they will. <laughs> if hot water is running and uh, it hits me. Oh, that's, you're that, so fucking disgusting. Seriously. There's nothing fucking normal about that. <laughs> you're abnormal. What? And what the urge to go comes. Have you ever gone in a jacuzzi? I wouldn't get in a, ju a good uh, jacuzzi with piss piss. Why would I piss in a jacuzzi? It's hot water. water. You can't help it. No, I, that's... Oh, my guy just thought of something. You've been in one Summer rain. He pisses his pants. <laughs> Summer rain. Oh, the shower Shit. of shame. His pants are I yellow, bet, yellow. I bet you go over... I bet Watley's parents, they go in the bathroom and go like this. He's not piss. I hope he's not pissing in the shower from the hot fucking water. He is. It happens. You all cut up there. You got to keep going. I got one more. Why don't you just take a gun, point it at my head, pull the trigger? Well, I'm going to tell people about Steven Singer Jewelers. I hate Steven Singer. Steven Singer, he is the jewelry genius. He's figured out how to make everything easy and, as he puts it, idiot-proof when it comes to buying jewelry. Uh, what's the genius move that he's made to change jewelry? What he's done is he's got the best affordable prices. He's got the lifetime guarantee, so once you leave the jewelry store, you don't have to worry about it. I have no worries when I leave. No worries when you leave Steven Singer Jewelers. Then, he's also got the best customer service there. You're going to get help. It's not like there's a bunch of snobs running around thinking that their jewelry is such hot stuff that you don't deserve to even be waited on. Let me say this. I've been in a lot of jewelry stores. Uh-huh. I've never been in one without snobs. Right. i got to go over here and see what Steve's rocking. Because every place I've been, they make me feel like I don't know anything about diamonds. Now, quite obviously, I don't. You don't, Other than I know that you give them the tricks to make up for things. You don't have to know anything about diamonds when you go to Steven Singer Jewelers. They got help for you. They're going to make it as easy as possible. And as you're looking around, enjoy a beer for yourself at Steven Singer Jewelers. Never been to a jewelry store that had beer. Yeah, they've got popcorn ready to go. On Sundays, they're playing the NFL in the store. They make jewelry buying a great experience, not a nightmare. Could they have? Could they design a necklace that I want? Sure. I want to say, on a necklace, and I, I mean, I might as well get ten of these because it happens a lot. But I like the the necklace to say, "I'm sorry I hit you. I'm an animal. Trust me, I'm going to change." They could take care of that at Steven Singer Jewelers. And they got the biggest collection of loose diamonds, too. So you can pick your setting, even if it is a necklace that's apologizing. Steven Singer Jewelry. It ain't an apology. It's just a beautiful piece of jewelry. You can go in person in Philadelphia at the corner of 8th and Walnut. And here's the website, IHateStevenSinger.com. You can do your shopping online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Or call to get some help, 1-888-IHATE-STEVEN-SINGER. This, this is the guy you can trust, Steven Singer. The perfect gifts at affordable prices for the holidays. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com or if you're in Philly, the corner of 8th and Walnut, Steven Singer Jewelers. Um, I almost said we'll be back, but this that wasn't a break. That was just you catching up. Yep. He December's going to have a lot of them, huh? Yeah.
Yep. Long December, and there's reasons to believe. Plenty Just of gift-giving ideas. Here comes live reads, one after another. Would Fez piss if he, like, drank coffee because it's warm liquid? He doesn't drink coffee. That's a big person's drink. He has a small glass of milk. What about tea, warm tea? He doesn't drink anything hot. No. Other than cum. <laughs> I don't drink cum. He spits it out. Really? I thought that was the secret. I'm lost now. I'm I, completely lost. And I don't think it would make me piss. TV tonight. Why don't you try to jump back on the Flash Forward bandwagon? <laughs> oh, well, I will, but I've missed at least the last four episodes. Yeah, I've missed shit. <laughs> well, then why, why don't I go back? <laughs> I don't know about this. What time is Jersey Shore on? 10 o'clock. All the good MTV shows are always on at 10. I didn't know that. Are they still calling it the 10 spot? Yeah, I think they do call the 10 spot still. I thought they only did, I thought the 10 spot was like a countdown, like a video countdown. No, it was always like Real World was on the 10 spot. No idea. Road no. Rules yeah. was on the 10 spot. I'm so lost with that stuff. I mean, MTV's a totally horrific station, but shows like this, they excel at. You know, the old MTV VJs, the original five. Yeah. Martha Quinn. Yeah. We got them all on here on the 80s channel. Right. And I met the one guy. Mark Goodman? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. But I'd like to meet the Martha Quinn. Sure. She's she was pretty iconic, wasn't she? Nina, Nina Hartley, or Nina Hartley, the porn star, Nina Blackwood. Yeah, Nina Blackwood. Nina Blackwood. I am Nina Blackwood. <laughs> I still hear it when I go down and take a piss, but people are changing. For some reason, they always have the eighties channel on yeah. in the bathroom. I'll stop the world and melt with you. And then there was Alan Hunter. Alan Hunter. And then there was the the black guy, Joe Jackson. There. Oh, saw one of the Jacksons walking down the street today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and then um, you'll uh, like this, Dave. As I'm walking in here today, I bump into Charles Oddsgood, the host of CBS Sunday Morning. Oh, fantastic. Walking down the street. And oh. You remember our friend Too Cute? Yeah, of course. She used to go to school with his kid, and Charles Oddsgood always used to bring pizzas in for everybody. Oh, what a nice gentleman. Yeah. I used to be only a Charles Kuralt fan, but maybe a whole, he's turned me around. Charles Kuralt was great. I think there was only been two two hosts of that yeah, show. I love Charles Kuralt. Oh, he was fantastic. I just loved him. And then did you ever find out after he died what they found out about him? No. Because he was always traveling around the country. Yeah. And always just, we found a nice place here where time has kind of slowed down. The old kind of American. He would do that kind of shit. Yeah, right. After he died, they found out. He had two families at different ends of the country. <laughs> two families, not two chicks. Uh -huh. well, two families who each believed that's our husband, that's our dad, and didn't know about the other oh one. Oh, my God. Because he stayed on the road so much. That sounds like a movie ready to be made. I have a feeling the only fucking good moment for the guy was on a plane. Because, <laughs> you know, I can understand wanting two chicks, but why do you want two families? <laughs> yeah, that's a bit rough. Well, I wonder if they ever said you want to go on the road with your wife. For a segment. They knew better. That'd be asking, like, John Glenn, you want to take your wife <laughs> into space. He doesn't play that shit. Whenever I saw him, I instantly wanted pancakes with Charles Kroll. There's something hey, about his face. Did you guys, uh, well, Me? Sunday morning. I don't know what it was. That's, that's when you used to get pancakes, Maybe. Sunday mornings. Uh, did you watch the 60 Minutes the other night with the guy who discovered the Titanic and all these other boats? No, I just saw the James Cameron thing. Well, that, was two, that was two weeks ago. Oh. Uh, they had that guy. There's something about 
living that Indiana Jones. I just found something. It doesn't have to be that great of a find, but finding something is fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. And he's got those like little subs that go down and do it himself for him now. This is a fucking cool life. Yeah. I used to pretend I was like um, on a little archaeological dig pretty close to my house, and I came home one time with all these bones, and I, I just threw them like on the kitchen table, and I told my mom to come in, and because I thought they were dinosaur bones, mm -hmm. and then she found out I had like discovered this duck graveyard, this creepy graveyard where ducks would go to die. And I had brought her just a bunch of duck bones. And this was three years ago. <laughs> no. That was when I was like 10. I brought dinner. My mom was horrified. Why be horrified? It's a little kid. She thought kid it was a kind of a serial killer thing to do. Yeah. To bring duck bones hey, by the way, the house. When you were a little kid, did you ever pick flowers and try to bring it back to your mom like you did something good? Yeah. And your mom's like, great. I'm going to put this in water. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? You got a dandelion in here? A four-leaf clover? But it's for you. Mm. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. Your mom will tell you. Your mom lies to you so much when your kid just tells you you're doing good stuff. She told me how she was going to marry me. That didn't that didn't come true. She told you? Yeah. How I, many times do we have to have this conversation? <laughs> I gave my mom a bouquet of grass one time. And said, here's some pubes. I know yours found out, fell out. Paste these above your... Uh... I shouldn't have been going for it. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you said you used to see Beanie naked all the time, though, huh? Yes. Oh, speaking of Beanie, did you see her ex-boyfriend on that fucking show last night? No. Um, you know how she was the she was best friends with that singer in the Barry 60s. Manilow. He said so much face work done. He now looks like a living bobblehead <laughs> lesbian. <laughs> His head looked enormous, and it looked like. He couldn't even, like, Christmas time. Like, his face was so pulled back. Right. And, like, the whole thing about having the work done, I could really see it if it looked good. Yeah. I mean, if it made people look like they were 40 when they were 60, do it. But they take people who are 60 and make them look like dolls that have been living underwater. <laughs> it just never looks good. No, it's not natural at all. Now, what gets to you is you can see if you could make that mistake but you know they've seen other people who've had work done. Right. And it's not and then they, they do it like ten times too. They get addicted to it. Like Burt Reynolds. Because it never is, works. Yeah. So they're like, Oh, well then we're gonna try it a little better. And Burt Reynolds who He looks crazy. And you know, don't act like just that we haven't had movie stars like Wallace Beery and John Wayne who got old and it kinda looked cool to see like yeah, Clint Eastwood looks fucking like a crazy cool old man now. Yeah. I don't know what Burt Reynolds was thinking. But, you know, Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds were like sex symbols at the same time. Clint Eastwood is still like a sex symbol for old ladies, and Burt Reynolds is like a fucking embarrassment. <laughs> He's a white Michael Jackson, basically. It's kind of redundant, I guess. Yeah, I saw a Jackson brother on the street today. I guess they were all together. The Jackson 4 were doing some show. Their uh, reality show. Oh, uh, do they? Yeah. Now, uh, I don't know when it's starting. It should be starting soon. I saw one of them. I don't know who it was. I'm going to guess Tito or Randy uh, walking down the street with, like, just a fucking thing over his back. Like, he was carrying a suit. He did on some show, and then didn't even wear the suit home. <coughs> that looks bad to me. Like, you fucking act like you wear the suit or not. That would make Fez furious if he came in here and started putting a suit on. <laughs> even if it was Tito? 
Even if he's undressing in the bathroom, yes. You wouldn't want to see a naked Jackson. What about like no. Brad Pitt? I mean, just because he's such a famous celebrity, maybe it was because this guy is like a, just a regular businessman. Fez is one of those guys. He seems like he never would have played on skids in, in, in gym class. <laughs> Hated that. Oh gosh, when they started. Tough. I would move myself in line trying to figure out the order, <laughs> making sure you know, looking down the line, and they're going, you know, shirt skins, trying to make sure I was on the shirt side in the lineup. Is it fun to live with panic? <laughs> Not very. <laughs> then stop. Why embrace these things and defend them when you see that it doesn't matter? You had an uncomfortable moment yesterday and something that wouldn't make any of your friends uncomfortable. So why don't you think to yourself, how do I get like that? Uh, when are you doing homeless shopping and where is it going to be, Fez? Well, the homeless shopping spree is two weeks from today. Uh -huh. But there are no details worked out. And I have said before, I do not want to partake in another homeless shopping spree. You're not only going to partake this year. You're going to dominate and get some nice stuff for me. Because you fucked over my Christmas again with those stupid earbuds. So it is two weeks from today is the scheduled homeless shopping spree 09. What am I getting my real present? I will get you a present. I will, I will get you another present um, on Monday. But something to blow away what you gave me already. Yes, yes. You didn't like the earbuds. I understand that. I'm going to get something you're really going to like. Get me some nice cigars. I like the earbuds. They're not yours. You can sit and stare at them. I like that. Even He's though wanting them. Even though I don't want the earbuds, I just like to sit there and Dave can't have them. <laughs> Make sure it doesn't get open wherever they are. Where are they? They're upstairs. They're upstairs. What's upstairs? They're our office. How is that? I haven't been oh, up it's yet. Nice. It's nice. It's comfortable. warm, Ron. It's too warm. Very, very warm. Take your shirt off and sit down and enjoy yourself. I'm I have. going to. It's a business. I want to go to that office one of these days. You, you might like it. We have phones in there? Oh, yeah. There's Great. phones. Great. Yep. Landline. Yeah. Got a printer. All right. Two staplers. By the way, tomorrow's Friday? Yes. I might have a present for the boys tomorrow if I can work it out. Oh, wow. I have something for the boys. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Oh. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite.